again. So you do. Be careful. Oh, no. oh, one thing you do have to be careful, don't run over the cord. Everybody does that. You're not the only one, so. Okay, okay. Actually, I will, uh, I will stay true to this. I'm actually, my leg is in a weird spot where it shouldn't be like that. Actually, if we do this. There you go. There you go. Innovative. What's up, everybody? Damn, we're here. Oh, my God, my hair Where's looks... Where's the, uh, ding, ding, ding. My hair looks horrible right My hair looks so bad. Jesus no music? Are we on Live Live? No, we don't have music in this podcast no more. What? Not the day you know what? I'll pay him much. I can play it. We'll play it. No, you cannot. Yes. I literally doubt you can play it. Just the opening riff, I can play it. Yes. If you can play it, I'll give you props. But I, I'm it's, in, it's not in a standard. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll, do, we'll see. We'll see. What's up, everybody? Muse Me TV. We are here. We are hot. Yeah, baby. Just trying to get the this thing going on i have in in the studio today i have my friend your friend this guy the forthcoming he's been here before uh, we've talked so many times about random stuff um yeah give it up for my friend your friend jeremy jerome hey what's up guys how's it going not it i'm so fucking flabbergasted right now dude i have not done a podcast with you since december wary December way, and right? that was pre-COVID, right? Or no, no, no. Was this a little was during COVID. Uh, that was last uh, 2020. Before, um, I've heard you talk about it. What happened with you? Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, I got to be a little personal. Like, uh, dude, the 2020 sucked ass. It was bad. You won't, you you wouldn't be able to tell with my hands, but I I followed. Uh, there was a I wanted to surprise you, and great. Uh, I wrote ideas on my hands. I I took a shower though after. Uh, see, cause like, I remember I t- uh, you, you took a picture of like what you do with stand up yeah. and you draw like little fucking tidbits and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't I do that? And I was like, that's fucking cool. to be like, Hey, remember that topic? You don't have to like have like a whole thing written down. Just be like, Hey, remember the general ideas? This? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, remembering a joke. I got to do know. something right. I keep talking. Um, yeah. Talk about so where, where can they follow you? Who are you? My name is, uh, well actually, uh, if you go on Instagram and you look up Jeremy Memorial, um, here's the thing. I'm actually a fucking ghost. Way too dead right now. Angel as actually uh, an actual one. That's why I call him Angelus. Uh, he can, he's a clairvoyant. Ergo, I'm, he can see me. I'm dead. So I have a profile on Instagram called Jeremy Memorial. I'm dead. And there you can follow me. Um, I don't really do too much stuff. Story-wise, I'll, I'll put a lot of crazy shit. Um, lately, uh, man, there's a lot of stuff you need to know about me. But I don't want to bore you. I like to rock and roll. <laughs> That's how I technically first met him was music. Uh, you had a friend named Irvin. He's been on the podcast quite a bit. Had. Uh, <laughs> good one i love you um so actually I, I do remember exactly when i met you because uh we we met um when covid was really starting to come into its own i think we met before that commercially but. and artistically i met you uh i literally i do remember the first conversation we had um because i had uh i'll even tell you my journey about that uh no uh the season finale of uh better call saul we mm. will be talking about spoilers by the way yeah, you aren't is... caught up dude what the fuck out of everything you can't say that you're not a breaking bad fan like actually it's weird when i started watching that show i didn't realize how much i love breaking bad until like i was like holy shit they go back to this what it's a prequel by the way pre means uh before yeah 
Where did the where did the term pre come from? I don't know actually. I just I always uh just equate it with fucking like oh preempt, uh just yeah pre existing pre. It's kind of just a word. I think like was that the first word? No, well, th- as far as I know, it's a prefix <clears throat> of something yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, prefix means like the beginning of the word. But where is what? Where does the pre come from in prefix? What does it make? I think it's just because like when you create a word. Like, what comes first in that? Like, so think of, like, a compound word, like football. Why can't you call it a ball foot? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds odd and weird. Do you think, like, they juggled these, like, ideas around before, you know? No. This is this is Me TV, by the way. We started off with just weird shit. But isn't that how, like, language works? Is like, you have to kind of talk for a little bit and try to... Talk then, a little then, bit and then understand. Then something comes out. Then you're yeah. like, yeah, I get what I'm saying at this end. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, Sheboygan. No. Like, who the fuck says Sheboygan? And even, even sometimes it takes years to come to fruition because you'll be like, uh, fucking, oh, oh, shit. Now I know what you were talking about that one time. Yeah. You were trying to explain it, and I was just like, no. Not but having it. Conversations are cool. By the way, um, let me actually uh, establish myself as uh, his greatest fan. Dude, I feel like I'm fucking way too bright in this. Like, I feel with the wig, it makes me want to be more beautiful. And I'm just like... How do you think women feel? The lighting is so bad right now. Like, oh my god. But then again, Larry was always talking shit. Shout out to Larry. He's a producer of another podcast. Oh. Uh, Wait, uh, on Carlos' thing? Yeah. He was the voice guy with yeah. no face? He's, that's he's the guy that has no face. He's the pro- Yeah, he's the producer. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is he, is he uh, he's ugly? A, no, he's a... He's handsome. I bet he's so gorgeous. Oh, man. dude, he's hot. I feel like I'm like oh Wayne, Wayne and Garth when they're about to meet fucking handsome Dan. Oh, I know, right? And they're like, dude, oh man. And th- there's this guy who's just like, yeah. How's it going? They're like, like, fuck yeah, that's it. I'm not handsome Dan. There you go. And they're like, they're like, whoa. We're, what are we gonna call him? But I'm just gonna be v- overly hyped. I want to meet this guy. Pretty, I, pretty Larry. That's what uh, call okay, him. Pretty Larry. Yeah, Pretty Larry. Is that's that what a your? Is that a contrived nickname you just came up with? Yeah, we'll we'll do with that. Pretty, pretty Larry. Pretty Larry. I, I bet you're so fucking handsome. My hopes oh, are man. so high right now. I'm getting them so fucking high right now. Jesus, I'm like a dog. They're so fucking plays. You know, that's life. Get over it. I know. That's true. Again, shout out to you women that deal with this all the time because you guys are just. It's actually like, and you know, it's fucking weird, but also like, I, I, not weird. I find it actually, uh, I commend women for doing this. Uh, you know, how they dress all like. You know, the short shorts and, you know, midriff and shit. And it's cold as shit in winter. And they still, like, go out there in the fucking cold. I'm like, dude. It's horrible. Yeah, it's a, well, it's not horrible. If you get mad at us for checking you out, like, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't go there. But I know. Like, dude, you're, you're, like, you're going, like, that's champion level. I'm checking you out because, like, holy shit. I'm not, at that point, I'm not even checking you out because you're hot and you look sexy. It's like, how could somebody wear that somewhat that limited amount of clothes in this overly like cold weather? Cold weather. Or like that's what I'm checking out. I'm like the idea of this. And they're like, No, you're being this guy. Doesn't my cleavage look great though, by the way? I love how we're just giving like men excuses now for checking out women. Just like, hey guys, if you ever do check out a woman, just blame the weather. It's like, damn girl, it's hot outside. That's the only reason why I'm saying this. Oh my god! Well, I mean, that's how it, uh, it's always gonna be that way, you know. That's how know. that's how life is now. So, um, uh, yeah. So, oh, uh, let's let's go into talking about a little bit of the pop culture. We've been fucking fucking around uh, with yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, spoiler alerts about to come. If you guys are not ready for this, don't tune in. Spoilers again. I love you guys, tons of spoilers. especially you, dude. 
I'm looking at you, man. Shout out to Chair. He's always here. He's like the dopest oh, guy. Oh, dude, I'm looking at like anyone that I uh, guys just pause it right now, okay? I'm making it look like, you know, I'm I'm breaking the fourth wind right here by fucking just looking, you know, like Malcolm in Middle, Ferris, Beatles Day Off, like. They make them sound like you're like in a poop or something. I'm breaking know, the fourth wind. That's here, actually guys. a character. I well, we'll talk about that. I want to kind of introduce some concepts okay we, okay we were talking we're starting a conversation off with pop culture yeah. um you've been following marvel you're a big fan uh, that's actually uh oh i just said Dude. marvel is written on my hand right here marvel that was one uh. big thing i wanted to talk about so yeah. we'll we'll start off with that of I mean. course dude what if we didn't didn't do this podcast tonight what if we really are women what, what if, if we, we were, were women right now like what if we weren't born that's that's just one of those there's scenarios. like what i oh, but again the multi-universe says that there is this happening right now i know dude uh, and and i don't know uh people there's times on on social media where i go like maybe a week or two and i'm just kind of like oh it goes but this show i i constantly make like something i i give it a little shout out every week whether or not I like it or hate it, I don't really. I haven't really hated any episodes. There might have been some that are that like are better than others. Yeah, I don't hate any of them either. So honestly, uh, I'm a sucker for like, and I could, I bet you know scores in movies and shows like the music. You're like, this is so fucking fascinating. I think the Doctor Strange episode had the best score. Yeah, it made me actually like. Normally, you know, you'd see that that kind of concept like, okay, I don't know, whatever, boo hoo, but. Holy shit, I actually kind of teared up a little bit in that episode. I was like, oh, man, dude, that's so fucking hard to, like, deal with the that montage. It was so fucking sad, but I, it was I, great. Yeah, that whole— I felt it, and it was like, oh, man, that score— A good score can really make things, like, yeah. even more sad. But you know what I heard of as well, too, is that's the beauty of Breaking Bad. It's oh, like it has yeah. limited score because their, their dialect and their scenes are so good, they don't need— that E minor to make it sound sad. And that's, they don't need the A major to make it sound happy. Like they have those limited noises, like and then all and, of a sudden they have good dialects, so they don't need some. Because that's one of the I don't as you as you are developing as a sketch writer. There is one thing that you should come to understand that again, music does help a lot with the scene. Yeah, depending on what it is. Oh, exactly. And there are certain times though where if you think you have a really good dialect you don't want to have music because it will distract from that oh yeah no I, there there are perfect examples of that like uh there are some scenes in movies where there's no music and it just makes you feel a little more dark and like holy shit again have you seen the movie the visit i haven't uh it's by i'm not sure blah, blah, blah. he's kind of one of those i do find his work a little influential in where uh, with colors and a Breaking Bad is very good with like oh there's like this whole color scheme that they got going on yeah and all I love of it all of it has meaning I'm not sure I'm gonna rewatch like Breakable un- Unbreakable and like Signs and stuff there are what so was it many- Vision you said what the the movie that we were just talking about with Emily Shamalamala oh uh, the visit the visit it's about two kids who visit their uh, grandparents okay. <clears throat> Now, um, the thing is, the previews, Eminem Shyamalan has had a very big problem with trailers. No, we're not just, we'll just look at, like... Trailers uh, are always kind of a big marketing problem. Right? It's a comedy. That's you gotta, exactly you right. gotta understand that, yes, there are some horror elements, but he promotes it heavily as a comedy. He really tried to, and this is, like, one of the first movies, because, uh, with, um, The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, 
and that shit. When Signs came out, they were like, from the di- from the guy who made uh, these scary movies. It's yeah. going to be fucking scary. Unbreakable tanked at the box office because it... Unbreakable... Uh, that, dude, now we can hear you, boy. Dang. Okay. So if you need too to, busy looking gorgeous. If okay. you need to pull it closer to you, you can sit up a little bit closer if you want. And mean to make you go straight into that corner. Here, here's a little more of a visual guide of what your camera looks like, so you can kind of fix yourself. That actually helps a lot. Yeah. So even with these glasses, my eyesight sucks. So yeah, that. But Angel, uh, man, talk was... into the mic a little more. Hey, how's it going? If you have to lower, oh, this is what it looks like too. Like you from a certain angle, you can't even see you. You want to see my face? Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, yeah, you I'll be. It? I'll, I'll yeah. make it to where you can see my face. Yeah, there we go. Want to hear and you? We want to see me. you? Oh yeah. But make sure to talk into yes. the mic, because again, it's it, it's it's in a weird day. It's only like this. So right now you're talking to it at an angle. Actually, no, no, I, I'm paying attention. Actually, that's a. There you okay, go. I see if you need mean. to, you could turn it a little bit. You got so, this. So, hey guys, um, let's. Uh, let, do you want to start this over? No, we're. Or, uh, yeah, let's, let's start it. <laughs> Muse Me TV. Here oh, we yeah, go. Blah blah. Remember all that beginning. shit that happened before. This is the beginning of Muse Me TV. Anyways, the visit. Uh, the movie. Uh, there's like this whole scene. It's kind of a twist, but I think um, there's no uh, music, and it's kind of. I don't want to say anything about it because I think you'd really like it. Okay. Uh, it is comedy though, uh-huh. and I think it's really important to uh, have say so in your movies because i think studios i mean come on it's not a secret that they kind of have all this but they should okay technically a movie should have these tech elements hidden in there right yeah so for a horror movie let's take an example like friday the 13th horror by the way yeah Yeah. all right Uh, dude i'm covering all your topics without you even knowing you're a goat anyways the horror topic with this uh jason friday the 13th um there is some comedic relief in there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's natural to have something like that, but when there's a... But it's not readily <clears throat> apparent. It's not like the whole premise of the movie. It's not what it should be based upon. It's not like scary movie. I think like M. Night Shyamalan, um, Shyamalan. what I like about him and like Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, even Kevin Smith, you know, certain people like that, they're so ambitious that they make the movie that they want to see. Okay. And they're just like, hey, this will be a little like different and it'd be odd. Some of them are even – some of them even brag that they're like, hey, I want to be the first guy to do this kind of thing or the first guy. They, they Sometimes people go out of their way to, like, think of things that haven't happened in movies yeah. or something. And they'll be like, you know what? Let's let's do that right now. You could say that uh, with Wes Craven, Sean Cunningham, Toe Hooper. Michael Bay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do like I, – I mean, like, he has a lot of talent. We can t- – should talk about him but like there's this uh ambitious quality about those people where um like a west craven is my okay i'll talk about some writing in west craven obviously okay and then with comedy uh harold remus okay so name some examples uh examples oh yeah yeah okay writing examples uh those are kind of like you know if you're talking about people like in the 60s 70s kind of stuff west craven for horror Harold Ramis, comedy. But, like, uh, again, Mel, work, Mel Brooks. What are some works that they've done? Oh, yeah. I mean, Wes, I mean, uh, if people don't know, I mean, uh, That's his why first you're here, movie, dude. People his don't first know. Movie, if you don't know a guy named Wes Craven, uh, his first movie was called The Last House on the Left. And it really, uh, I don't know if it tanked at the box office, but it was so fucking disturbing. And it's so fucked up. It was also directed by Sean Cunningham. Uh, Wes Craven and Sean Cunningham are uh, a brilliant yep 
uh-huh those are some very fucked up characters and it's about two girls who get kidnapped raped murdered very touchy subjects there's like like west craven did not give a fuck about like things like dude we gotta like this movie will people will talk about it so like yeah he was going a little over the top in his early days with sean sean cunningham came up with friday the 13th west craven came up with uh nightmare on elm street the hills have eyes uh you know uh, people under the stairs people under the stairs and okay. shit a lot of fucking movies and there's some great you know and uh to me like i just i don't know i i feel like it's important to kind of take risks i feel like nowadays it sucks because like you might be a little iffy like is this gonna offend somebody but it's like why should you like hold back you got to kind of take that risks people will hate you people will talk shit george carlin got arrested for saying seven words you can't say on TV. You know, after his whole fucking iconic um, uh, show, he got arrested for saying those words. And then uh, the first time I ever got introduced to George Carlin, see, I like, I I love about the podcast, let me just kind of break a little bit, is how we just talked about this horror, fucked up subjects, and now we're here. Um, But uh, the first time I ever got introduced to George Carlin, stand-up comedian, by the way, you're awesome. I hate you. But yeah, uh do you the first time like again offensive trying to push the yeah, edge. Yeah, um so my my parents were were like, "Hey, you got to go to bed." Jewish. I was like, I was yeah, like, we know. Uh no, no Catholic. <laughs> Way too Catholic. Uh. I had to go to bed, but I didn't cuz they were watching George Carlin at Carnegie Hall in like 1981 or 1982. He has like this green sweater. If you ever look it up, it's fantastic and oh oh wait oh shit we do um but no um i didn't go to bed i actually kind of snuck i i I, like sat by uh the room and listened and like his whole the whole ending is like this long list of every possible cuss word imaginable because he got arrested for those seven words and within uh from the time he got arrested and the time he did the carnegie hall one um things were safer you were allowed to say certain words and stuff so he decided you know what i'm gonna say every possible he has this long fucking list and i didn't want to miss out on that you know so i disobeyed my parents oh if you guys are listening i did that one time carnegie hall it's that green oh okay yeah it's like this okay turquoise ish okay that is kind of the one really good really good shit and i could listen to that guy all day so again pushing the envelope now is like something that's kind of like taboo which is kind of shitty because like uh it doesn't really give proper like thought process i think um i think it just depends on the approach if like you have a good joke and you know that like hey it might be worded kind of crazy or there's like a concept in it that like hey it needs to be told one zero one one zero one yeah okay um but like when it comes to like discomfort in media like okay think about it like this um there's probably a lot of well uh, do you do you watch dexter yeah i've seen some episodes but i've never seen the whole thing okay i mean just an example of a killer of the week episode nothing plot wise there are episodes where uh like the killer that he's after is doing some really despicable shit and it kind of makes you feel a little like disgusted. I like that kind of stuff because it's unsafe. And then 
you don't get that uh, payoff unless you have that kind of like disgusting feeling inside you. Because so when Dexter, you know, when they're on his table, you're like, okay, it feels like more of a payoff because you had to deal with that like disgusting uncomfortness. So I think like you have to go into that territory in order to have like a big payoff okay. to have a good episode, and a lot of uh, movies and shows are nowadays are kind of like no we can't we can't go there. I was like well if you don't go there you're not gonna really have a good payoff. You got to have like a, a, a despicable character doing some fucked up shit. You know you got to you know have him do really bad shit too, so that when he dies or gets his comeuppance it's it's like oh that was a good episode. You feel that reward. It gives people, like, more incentive, too, to, like, kind of understand what's going on with the character and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, you, you don't really expect anybody to do something like that. You don't think that way. And it's always more of a payoff when the character did something so fucking unforgivable, like Todd on Breaking Bad. Someone's Snapchatting me. I'm not going to answer. I, I know who you are. Oh, that was you? Okay. I thought the dog. My phone on that amplifier. But, uh, you know, how Todd's death on Breaking Bad was, oh, there's a character, blah, blah. Um, yeah. How? Why was his death so much of a payoff? Because he killed people, and he was just so malicious about it without knowing. Yeah. So when it happens, you're like, wow, the payoff is more amazing because I had to kind of why why is he still alive why the fuck is he still alive you know it's kind of like you hate that feeling until that person does die and then you're like okay okay i wouldn't have had that feeling if i had you know it's so i think you got to be unsafe sometimes you got to like like should this character do should this character murder a child in this show and they're like oh that's too but we got to we got to establish this character as someone hateable and that's a the best way to open up that character by like, hey, this guy's gonna be around a while after he did something. So you gotta hate him. And I like shows that kind of stress me out. Movies, those are the best category. I think like, you know, you yeah. like that suspensefulness. You gotta be comes. stressed a little bit so that the payoff is a little more like, okay, you get the satisfaction. Like, it's a weird adrenaline rush, bro. It is, but movies are not just like films. They're not just scenes. It is. You know, um, yeah, they're biographies. Just kidding. Um, you, you know what's crazy is like, there's a my friend Alejandro actually showed me this YouTube channel recently that actually takes movies and like psycho, like not psychoanalyze them, but like analyzes them in a way where it's just like, okay, here's an example for like if you are in the dating scene and you were just like the bad guy. Like, you know, there's a character in movies known as the bad guy, especially yeah. in, like, rom-coms and shit like that. The bad they, guy? Yeah, but they go off of all of, like, the, like, the psychology and all the premises and all the ideas, but they reference it to, like, movies. And then when I first thought of it, I was like, well, they're only referencing movies, but mostly everything taken from movies is real life, right? Like, the idea of somebody, like, hey, I want to go out with this chick, and then all of a sudden, I'm not into her anymore, and then uh, end up sleeping with somebody else, and it turned into this big dramatic thing. Yeah. Like, that in a movie is based off of somebody's actual life. Oh, oh yeah. No, it, it is, and, like, a lot of it's based on kind of exaggeration where you can look at something, and whatever you're thinking at that time, you're like, oh, you know... Uh, it, 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 there are a lot of crazy examples, uh, and, and a lot of them are like, "Hey, um, okay." I mean, you could take like a concept if someone's pissed off about something. Like, I know people who kind of like take their anger out on the wrong things. Um, a good example is kind of like, "Okay, 
let's say you got dumped. Go ahead. I'm just going to fix your are, camera. Oh, yeah? It's not me this time. Great. Yes. Um, let's say that, like, you got dumped before and you're all sad, whatever. Does that give you the right to, like, I mean, have you been in this situation? Like, you dumped and then you start hating everything that the girl liked, every actor that the girl liked, you know what I mean? And then it kind of just, like, everything that is affiliated with it, you know what I mean? That's kind of, like, selfish, but go ahead. It is. No, I, I see mm. people do <laughs> that, and I have done it, and it's just kind of like, no, I mean, I, that that's me exaggerating it because, like, I actually had to stop myself, and I was like, why do I hate this? Because this girl I liked... Or this girl I dated hated it or something. And then you start hating things. So I came up with this idea where, like, maybe there's this guy who gets dumped. So he starts hating everything that she fucking likes. Everything. We're talking, like, and, and, and the idea is to really stretch it out to, like, you know, the low, you know. Uh, so he starts hating, like, movies she likes. He starts hating actors. He's, he and, and directors. So he starts, he stops watching movies. And then he starts... He's like, oh, wait, you fucking, uh, you go to work? I'm going to quit my job. I don't want to have a job if you have a job. You know, like, it it starts getting a little like, no, what the fuck? Like, you know, it goes to like the, wait, uh, he fucking, this person, your your new boyfriend's never killed anybody? I guess I got to, you know, kill this person now. And then, you know. How is it always going to be ending up that your movies are like a freaking horror movie? Dead or something. Um, Somebody has to die in your movies. This was a good transition, actually. I kind of really want to talk about real shit here. And like a traumatic death kind of sequence. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Death. uh, You're just like, oh, yeah. First of all, they they start off like they're in love. love, And and then then death. And then there's like this brutal death. First of all, he gets jealous. He gets super (laughs) annoyed. And then he wants to kill everyone. I'm just like, that's a good movie. In my, uh, you, you know, um, you know, you know what? It's it's actually time I need to talk. Uh, we're we're talking. Uh, this is actually a different kind of podcast for many reasons. Dude, this uh, is the Joe Rogan wannabe experience. Um, if there's is. anything that indifferent that you've noticed, it's the fact that our um, shirts are pretty uh, cool. Actually, we're actually wearing pretty cool shirts. I, I should have wore my shirt. You've worn that a bunch of times, but I should have wore that shirt that I got mm-hmm. from the concert. Yeah, actually, Angel bought me this shirt, and that's the reason I wore it. But I could have bought like I had another one. I should have wore that one, so we could at least match. You know, like hey, we both are wearing the shirt that I got from the concert. Yes, I fucked up. And I think um, with the when it comes to like the rock and roll stuff, when we start playing, we should you know we'll we'll talk about the concerts and we'll trend. I, the concert was great. Yeah, dude. I have not fuck? been to a concert in like two years. Megadeth, Lamb of God. Trivium, Trivium, and Hatebreed. Hatebreed, yeah. Hatebreed. Trivium, okay. obviously, uh, I've seen them many times. Icons, it's, dude. Uh, I didn't shit. expect them to play like 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 to the flies. It would have been cool to hear them play stuff like from you know ascendancy. Ember- I've never heard them play anything from Ember Do Inferno. Well, th- so I remember that's mostly all Corey's or not Corey. That's all Matt's. Matt's. Work. I mean, yeah. Matt started the band when he was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, but like most of that is all written by him. Yeah. Yeah, he, and then after that. Then when Ascendancy and all that came out, mm-hmm. there's like, hey, let's make more music together with. I can't believe he's been with Corey so long either, too. That's cool. Oh yeah, and then Corey has like a good 15 years on him, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 10. I don't know. I'll look yeah, it up sometime. He's but a little bit older. It's kind of like sometimes it's a little harder to work with someone who is technically better than you with 
certain things, but when it comes to songwriting, like Matt is, dude, Matt Hafey, we love you, man. Yeah, he's a beast. Like, like I, just everything about him is so fantastic. He could be bald, he can have long hair, he could have that Papa Roach look from uh, the Ascendancy album that was uh, like yeah. weird looking. I was like, Papa With the bandana. Yeah, Remember I was that? like, what's that about? And I was like, okay, yeah. And then I don't really like watching the videos only because they're short, and you can tell when the video is short. Because uh, it just like, dun, 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 dun. it's not, it's kind of like short, and then you just start singing. And then they kind of like jump to the open fire on the oh, yeah, that's, sun. Yeah. And like in the, I was like, wait, what? It's you an edited t- version. You can tell that yeah. though in the video. I was like, I don't like that. So I just don't, just that. That was a cool, I, I can't remember how I was introduced to Trivium the first time. Do you remember how you found out Trivium? Um, so my second concert was the Family Values 2007. Uh and they were there, and I I heard like light to the flies because there was like this funny video that this guy showed me where he was like fucking up the words and stuff. Oh, but I also shit, I wait. liked I liked the riffs and stuff. Though, okay, was so. it was it like making fun of like Opeth? They've done that for years. I'm not surprised about like I mean they just kind of like replace words. If it's the, words same, if it's with, the like, same video, I'll just be like fucking. And then shit. um declaration, I fucking love that song so much it's like the last song on ascendancy declaration it was pull harder than mine was okay i heard like like to the flies though and i loved that song i was like there's a lot going on in this song and there's a lot of riffage and like melodic stuff and i know portions of some of the solos um but yeah so 14 years ago this was the one that i was introduced to okay but I, I won't play it too much. But um, this guy really hated Trivium. He's like, oh no, a lot of people do, and it's so weird. I'm like, they are uh, so fantastic and and, and influential in in my opinion. Yeah, and as he's going along, it's just misheard lyrics. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I saw when I was uh, a freshman. Better than your stupid emo one, but yeah, say like better. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Gas pain. Why? That's so crazy. Spot. Yeah, that's how. That's right. I, but I, I like them, though. I was into them so no, much. No, exactly. And, you know, like, metal is one of those kind of things that, like, metalheads know how to. So when people talk shit about metal, I'm like, dude, is that really the best you got? I've made fun of my favorite bands way harder than yeah. you'll ever be able to. Like, Megadeth is amazing, but that guy's an asshole and a drunk. And maybe he might be sober now, but I vouch for no. He's not sober. Dave Mustaine. Dr- no, he drinks like a lot of whiskey. Like in his interviews, he's like, "I was a Christian one time. I died before." Really? And I thought he was sober. I thought I've seen him with a uh, with drinks and stuff. I'm sure it's not water or apple juice. You know, Dave like has lost so much. I mean, like I love the I'm guy. Glad he's still alive, and I vouched but... for him in so many ways. Like. Okay, you okay? Are you one of those people that can separate the music from the artist? Absolutely. Okay, good because that's the biggest problem people have nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know how to do that, and it, it it's hard. It is hard because, like, of course, you have to detach yourself. You're automatically detaching yourself because the only reason you like that person is because of the art. Yeah. So when well, you most of the time when you're like, hey, that person, but the art, and it's like you, it's hard to enjoy the art after a while it, it depends like jesus I on the person dude i like touching it it just feels good it, it feels uh, like a coarse kind of like oh your shirt right and your and your glasses my hair yeah i love it 
Yes. No, no. So, yeah, we were still starting. We're still, again, jumping topics, but we're talking about the What If series. <laughs> the next one that's coming out is Eternals, dude. I uh, Actually, I'll be honest. Um, You're not excited I, for that? No, no, no. no. I, I've been kind of, like, not diving into anything. Uh, I've been waiting to see the title and write, like, seconds before I push play. I'm like, okay, that's what the title is. Um, so you you don't even watch any like speculative videos on YouTube. I saw or? one clip, and because all the only two episodes we have left are the penultimate and the finale. Yeah, those are the two episodes, and I'm obviously excited. But it, it, do you think it's weird, weird that the Eternals are in a what if episode before they're in their own movie? Because this is how we're being introduced to them. If that's what you're saying, I think that's. But that's not a bad thing, though, right? I, I feel like I would like to know what the movie presented because, like, you got to be like, I don't know. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe this is different. Maybe they're kind of, like, gambling a little, like, hey, let's let's do this right now. And if it doesn't work, we'll just cancel it like the Inhumans. Are they going to be on the next one or the following episode? I don't know. I don't know because it's the last two, penultimate and finale, and I've, I've very much been, like. Isn't finale two supposedly going to bring, like, all the the, the I, saw, I saw a clip and I saw like uh, Captain Carter. I saw Chichala. By the way, Chadwick Boseman, man, oh, I was so sad. I was all but hurt when he died because it was it was really it was really hard. And to hear his voice was like, dude, and not just one episode. I thought it was just gonna be in one episode. Oh yeah, they did it. And I was like, dude, that's fucking Chichala. And I'm like, uh, how are they gonna do Black Panther do? <laughs> how how Dora Malaysia? They have to like probably just change the plot a little like it has to be somebody else or technology's so good that they could just replace his face you know what's so funny what's not it's not funny you know that this movie is not going to tank at the box office um, only because of the intrigue no marvel People movie are, tanks at the box well, office obviously anymore. just uh, just the cloud alone is going to give it the money but you know uh, it's going to double because people are just going to want to know how, how do you do a Black Panther sequel without Chadwick Boseman. They kind of know already with the whole what Fast and the Furious franchise. But I mean, like, how do you write off? Well, where is he in the situation? You can't say he died. He got wiped out with half of the universe. Like that whole arc is so big that like, if he was able to come back to life from that, it's like, oh yeah. And then he came back to Wakanda, and then someone stabbed him with a spear, and he's gone forever. I don't know what to tell you. It's like Dragon Ball. Like you can't get wished back twice or something. Uh, maybe technology is just so good that it's just gonna be face swap. I th- I feel like they said that they weren't gonna you know replace any you know I don't know. Dude. We don't know. Again, we haven't seen what. I feel like happen. they're jumping. I think they should wait a year or two. They but they have a whole five year plan. What and don't die? For what? Yeah, that already didn't work. But you don't. But uh, no, Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> I know. I know. Was just that was like a Big Daddy reference. He's got a fucking five year plan. What? Don't die? And I was like, oh, that was fucked up. But no. Um, <laughs> mean. That's mean. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, but no. Uh, that was really sad. I, I, I'm just trying to think about how they're gonna do it. And then the Spider Man trailer. Do you think that spoiled a lot? Hmm. I guess the fact that we know that it's a multi-universe kind of thing that's going to happen. But they've been teasing that for like three years. Yeah, but I, I still don't get exactly... I hate that Doctor Strange is going to be in it mostly. I'm actually a huge fan of... Because uh, see, the thing is... I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange too, but I feel like, again, he's like a big part of why everything's going to happen. 
Yeah, and I mean, they are humans. They started off as humans, so they make decisions that are impulsive. And, you know, it it's okay, but some of it's just like, we need, you know, we just need to make them make that stupid decision to get the plot, you know, moving. And I think that's kind of weird. Um, I've wanted to see, uh, no, because Infinity War um, and Endgame, I was like, okay, yeah, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are in the same movie for the first time. That actually I was looking forward to forever because uh, Stan Lee didn't create both of those characters. Yeah. Steve Ditko did. Steven Ditko. And um, so uh, I've read like 50 or 60 uh, Spider-Man comics. Like the, I've had, I had all the old ones. So I know uh, about his life. So like the sec, there's two annuals. There's like the Sinister Six annual. And it's so fucking ridiculous how they approached it. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Hopefully the movie, they just jump his ass. <laughs> just all six of them just jump his ass in one scene. I'll be like, cool. Fuck yeah, the comic. But uh, the second annual is him teaming up with Stevie Ditko. Uh, not Stevie Ditko. Uh, Doctor Strange. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange team up in this second annual. So Stephen Ditko got to go all nuts and shit. So I've, I've been wanting to. And then. Um, and it, is that, it is that story where he. Uh... It's not, it doesn't, I mean... You know where he, like, wants Doctor Strange to make everyone forget? That, that never happened. I, I'm I'm totally open to originality in it. Like, the whole Aunt May cliffhanger was just like, oh, she knows about Spider-Man, and then she's kind of just cool with it. My problem is, like, undermining the cliffhangers, and I watch a lot of TV shows where, like, do you watch Supernatural? I've seen it, but I'm not into it. A lot of the finales uh, have, like, these fucking high-stakes situations where you're like, holy shit, how the fuck are they going to get out of that? They, Oh, my God, I can't wait for the next season. And then they kind of just undo a couple things in the the first episode of the next season. And they're like, oh, great. We, you just wanted Sam and Dean in the car driving together okay. within the next two episodes. It's like, what the fuck, man? That was so underwhelming. You set up this big fucking, like, holy shit. Yes, I would like to see how they handle this, you know, separately. But, you know, you kind of just, you know, I felt that way. And I feel like they're going to do a couple things with that. I have some predictions. If it doesn't happen, you know, you know, like the, the Gamora problem in Guardians of the Galaxy. So remember her arc. The second one left or whatever, right? Yeah, she's just like, I don't know who these guys are. She doesn't know them. And I'm like, okay, that could be very interesting, her getting to uh, know them again. But do you think there's going to be, like, this gimmick where, like, someone like Adam Warlock, by the way, still waiting on that. Do you think, like, someone's going to touch her head or something and she's going to remember all in, like, ten seconds? Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's been scenes like that where uh, I was like, oh, really? You went that route? I would have liked to see her get, you know what I mean? I was actually worried about Endgame because, like, when they reverse everything, I was like, oh, do they reverse the memories? But no, people do have the memories. And they remember all that traumatic shit. So it's like, okay, keep that. Keep that going. This could be good. You could buy yourself like 10, 15 movies with this. Oh, man, I can't believe we all got wiped out that one time. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes people uh, write themselves in these corners. And they're like, okay, how about we just like fix it right away? And it's like, oh, come on. I just don't like that kind of shit. And it's crazy if, if you do feel that way because there's like – writer's room where there's like six to seven writers they're probably going over every idea that they can think of but yet that is the best one what something like that you know where they write a character oh off, yeah or they yeah. just have to kind of pass it or something and then there's like well fuck dude there's so much shit going on in this movie remember that little thing that we 
addressed in the previous one we gotta we gotta address it you know uh we made it seem like it was gonna be a big deal and then they're like oh just yeah whatever that's a nice one i like that you mentioned adam warlock because he was in guardians of the galaxy 2 right or kind one. of too or do, but that uh, post credit scene, scene yeah and, where, uh, where you just see his and he played, a, he played a pretty pivotal role in the infinity gauntlet comics yeah um and he's kind of the i mean if spoilers i mean what the comic's been around for 30 years 1991 he's kind of like the iron man of that comic just oh, that okay. he kind of has that legendary scene and there's like a scene where i think it's like hulk dr strange the silver surfer adam warlock and like there's like a few people that are still kind of alive in the showdown and they're just kind of racing for the the gauntlet and it's kind of a cool showdown and it's cool so obviously i going into the movie i was like it's going to be different obviously they're not going to just rip robert downey jr's head off you know iron yeah. man got his head ripped off just kind of like nothing you know and spider-man just got wasted early on so all your favorites are like yeah don't expect Spider-Man in his quips. He's but that's, a, that's what's crazy to think about, too, is because our favorites are, like, the least superhero out of all of them. Like, yeah. you know, because they're just basic humans with certain abilities compared to, like, Miss Marvel or Adam Warlock, where they're just literally gods, you know? Like, that. I, I love how they do that sometimes, but they did it in the cinematic universe. Oh, did it fall? Oh, shit. Did you get that on yeah, it's on the floor. No, I didn't see it. Anyways. Yeah, though, but that that uh, whole thing where they're just like they they don't really portray them as the real because again that was so stupid. How what was it? Was it the end of Infinity? It was the end of Endgame where like literally Miss Marvel or uh, Captain, Captain Marvel Captain. just kind of showed up. Yeah, and just destroyed everything. Like she flies through planes. She just like blows well, up I, everything. Well, like what I know is that like they filmed a lot more scenes with her. And they based it off of the reception that uh, uh, that yeah. Captain Marvel got, like, a month before Endgame came out. Uh, and even when I saw it, I actually like uh, Brie Larson, by the way. Let me preface this. I think she's amazing. She's a good singer. She's a great actor. She can. She's very flexible figuratively and literally with, uh, like, roles and stuff. And yeah. I think people give her a lot of shit when it comes to, like, the Captain Marvel character. And they don't realize that Captain Marvel's character is kind of a little uptight. It's not Brie Larson. She's just playing a character, and I just think people should stop giving her shit. If they make a sequel and it's going to be – what if it's, like, Winter Soldier level? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people gave Chris Evans shit for the first Captain America movie. Like, blah, blah, he's weird. That suit's odd. And then the sequel was, like, the Winter Soldier was amazing. I think Captain Marvel could have that sequel that, like – you know what I mean? People could be like, holy shit, I was wrong about her. Yeah, I get I get the power and all that. You know, or like, have you know, I want to know what the fuck she's been up to for 25 years. You know, where was she? I do want to know. That's, but then again, you can just go into like solo comics, right? And you just see her adventures and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of her and Rogue. Really? Um, yeah. a lot From of the like, X-Men? Yeah, from the X-Men. There's a lot of like her and her, you know, they're kind of like a duo and it's kind of. There's just so many comics that they can pull from, and just so yeah, the MCU has uh, set themselves up. They can make so many movies, you know. Uh, now, like they've set themselves up to make infinite films, you know. John Walker, uh, who by Blade, the way, Blade, you know, all the Spider Mans. If Tom Holland doesn't pull out, don't pull out. Well, you land. can't do that because Sony's 
Uh, oh yeah, he's ownership. A, he, he's he's a slave now, Tom Holland. Yeah, MCU and Sony. He's kind of like, oh god. Well, but like, I feel like anytime the contract gets to a certain point where they're just like, okay, you had your two movies, now we rene- renegotiate for more money, or we'll just take Spider Man back. Because Spider because Spider Man is still technically owned by Sony Entertainment. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, Hulk is with Universal. Not anymore. It's not. Oh yeah, he's not with Universal. Is yeah. that why they were able to use his image in the What If episode? Because uh, they were able to retread the whole Edward Norton movie. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they have the rights to that now. Okay. okay. Disney owns Universal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna own everything. No, I mean, they don't own Sony yet. Sony. What do you guys have that Disney doesn't? So they have obviously entertainment with uh, certain movies. I mean, they got products. Their products are good. Yeah, that too. The gaming system. Also, they have uh, gaming franchises themselves, mm. like you know, God of War. That's a Sony. Didn't they didn't they own Radio Shack? I mean, like I bet you they could, you know, bring Radio Shack back. I Something just like, like that. Show. There was some. There was like stores that they had that were really useful and like, hey, they got some really cool shit. Yeah. So yeah, I could see Sony just being like, nah, Spider Man is ours, but just other than Into the Spider Verse. I mean, Andrew Garfield's pretty cool. I like him. I mean, I just feel like they could. Oh, man. They could have done more. Uh, I I might have criticized. Um, oh shit. I, just, I I look at movies and I'm like, hey, I could have maybe wrote a, a better scene. And <laughs> yes. Okay. What? I yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy is so critical of his work. Not even, no. Which we're gonna go through in a bit. Yeah, and it's going to be long and boring, and Angel is going to love every second of dude, it. Dude, you make it sound like we're going to go through every fucking sketch. You're just well, going to yeah, show dude. me the best five, and that's I'm actually going to show you. Um, there's going to be these details on the lines. You'll be like, okay, so line number 23. You're like, there yeah. has to be water on the edge of this, this scene because it doesn't make it blah, funny if there's no blah, water. Blah, blah, blah. And I need a sock. A sock has to be in this scene. Why? It's just in the background. I said. Actually, you bring up a good point when it comes to like background scenes. Uh, are you familiar with uh, the term Chekhov's gun? Yeah. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, it's kind of this thing. I mean, we're talking. Uh, Chekhov's gun is basically one of those things where, uh, okay, a gun example. If you see a gun in the background, what? Yeah. Of course, you're talking about the gun. Well, a gun. Okay, a knife. Knife. Yeah. Let's say you see a knife and there's emphasis on it. Someone's like, this knife, man, I used it this one time. And then it just seems like, okay. And then they go back to the plot and it seems like, why, why didn't he mention the fucking knife? And then in the showdown, if that knife's not being used, then what the fuck? Why the fuck mention the knife if you're not going to use it? It's like a gun. Yeah, there has to. it has to go off towards the end. It's just It's a foreshadowing gimmick. If it's mentioned. Or just even shown. Sometimes even just shown. There's so many examples of things that aren't even explained. You just see it in the background, and then it's used like three or four times, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's a good example of like they're using a prop as a foreshadowing showdown thing," you know? Because I've seen it a few times, you know, like in the on the wire, you just have the guy like lift up his shirt, but it's not like he uses the gun. Well, I mean, I mean. If you're gonna have a weapon in the movie, it should be used. That I think that's what they're they try to get at. So I mean, there's been many times where I watch um, The Shining, and I forget. I was like, does he end up using the axe? And then obviously it gets used in that fucked up scene. I was like, wait, he doesn't kill his daughter. I mean, he doesn't kill his son. He doesn't kill his wife. 
oh wait yeah. and then yeah then the axe gets used and it's a very fucked up shocking scene and you're like oh what the fuck but it, at least it gets used you know what i mean if you're gonna advertise something in like the marketing the previews and stuff yeah do something cool with it don't don't have it just be like this yeah it's it's kind of a thing and then you're familiar with the term MacGuffin, right so a lot of people um who think they know what that word means use it you know uh in in ways that like that doesn't count yeah like this MacGuffin situation what are you talking about go ahead what McGovern situation? This is exactly thing that's happening right now. No, like you said, people don't use it in the right context. Oh yeah, uh, so a McGuffin is basically <laughs> like an artifact or like an object that can drive the plot without really affecting it. Like, um, if you write a script, okay, so um, like magic with having cards in the background. Pulp Fiction is a really good example of McGuffins. They know how to. Use, I mean, Quentin knew how to use it. So the briefcase is kind of you don't know what's in the briefcase. It's kind of this thing, a plot thing. Hey, we got to get the briefcase. You're like, what's in the briefcase? Well, it doesn't matter, okay? Like, cool scenes happen around it. Just don't worry about it. And then the gold watch. So that's a MacGuffin. He's going after it, you know, and, like, fuck, he gets caught up in all this situation. Now, here's the thing. A, A real MacGuffin is like, okay, go back. What if they changed the briefcase to, like, a bag? Would it affect the plot because it's a bag? No. It's just it's just there to kind of drive the plot or like the watch. What if like Quentin Tarantino was like, I don't want it to be a watch. I want it to be like a ring or something. Yeah, medallion. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah, a necklace. It it could be changed with something. You know, and it doesn't really affect what happens in the story. It's just like okay, the one object. Now, um, people have uh, referred to the Infinity Stones as MacGuffins. They aren't MacGuffins. Uh. They have MacGuffin like qualities, because but they're still like centralized in a plot, right? Um, because here's the thing. Okay, look at Doctor Strange. What if you replaced the Time Stone with like the Power Stone in that movie? It, you'd have a completely different movie. You wouldn't have the Dormammu I've come to bargain scene, which is cool and all that, all the back because he doesn't have that specific stone. Him having that specific stone is integral to the plot and the narrative. So they don't constitute as uh, uh, MacGuffins unless they're plain objects. Like uh, Rangers of the Lost Ark, the Ark has the qualities of a MacGuffin because the bad guys want it, the good guys want it, everyone's searching for it, you know what I mean? But it's not a MacGuffin because you couldn't just switch the Ark with, like, a book or something, you know? It would change the plot. So, I don't know. A lot of people are like, you're talking too much. You no, know, that's some, like, movie history or some movie terminology that a lot of people probably don't understand that can get some insight from it. And if, it's cool. I mean, like, I... I uh, MacGuffin yeah. sounds like a word that, like, you know, you're just, like, going to fight an Irishman or something. Or just to something you get at McDonald's Yeah, or can I get a MacGuffin, please? Get a MacGuffin, yay. Can I get a Fuck MacGuffin? Yeah. I'm from Boston. I extra need a MacGuffin. Guffin. Can I get a little extra guffin mm. on that shit? I don't know what it is, but I need some more of that shit. All the guffin you need, boy. Fuck yeah, dude. A little, uh, yeah, a little All right, mix you come to my store. You, co- you come to my store and order some MacGuffin. Yeah. Go I ahead. Mean, but no, I mean. No, go ahead. You're ordering MacGuffin, and I'm the owner. Go ahead. Order. Oh, uh, hey, yo, man, let me get a MacGuffin. Why do you have to sound like that? You don't got to sound like that, dude. You just got to order MacGuffin. Why do you got a question, dude? Well, sound like you a regular. Reg- well, no, no. Be prepared. You're you're a fucking guy. You got to sound like gonna, a regular you, person. First of all, you sound like some black dude with a blonde regular, wig. What does regular sound like? <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Hi. 
Hello, how's it going? Welcome to my store. Hey, um, can I can I maybe try the MacGuffin? What, what was that? I can't hear you, sir. Um, so the MacGuffin, uh, does that come with uh? So what's what's on that? The MacGuffin comes with uh, ketchup and uh, mayo. Oh, dude, no, no, no! You gotta stop there, dude. I don't, I don't, I mayonnaise. I don't like it, dude. What do you mean you don't like the MacGuffin? No, I don't like mayonnaise, dog. We don't, we don't change the MacGuffin. Well, dude, we're gonna have a problem, dog. I just don't want it. How about this? If no, there's no now mayonnaise, you're from, now you're from New York. <laughs> 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 the MacGuffin, yo. Yo, man. <laughs> okay, fine. Yo, fucking, we'll keep going, bastard. Right. So the mayonnaise thing, you know, I just don't like it. Wait, what do you want? You're at my store. How can well, I help you? Uh, yeah, wait, I, I guess I interrupted you. I didn't let you finish what's uh, on it. That's no, so. like a whole new scene again. Hello, <laughs> how can I help you? So what's on the MacGuffin, yo? Wait, you want a MacGuffin? Hell yes, bro. I saw this commercial one time where like this hot chick was all bent over and she was smashing it in her mouth. And like fucking because of that, this guy got with her. So I was thinking maybe, maybe... Could you hook me up with the hot chick? Let's get them two MacGuffins, No, guys. no, 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 no. I want the hot chick that goes with it. You need the MacGuffins to get the chicks. Well... Two MacGuffins uh, to go. Okay, so... He's trying to get laid. What can I find the hot chicks? Do you provide them in the back? You walk down the street with both MacGuffins in your hand, and they'll just come to you like magnets. What if they don't? Then, obviously... Because they won't. It's the hair. The hair, dog. Uh, <laughs> ah, angel. We're MacGuffin too much. Then I come back for you. Wait, how do you know my name? I'm a, I'm a, I, my name is Charles. How about this? I take your ID, I find out where you live and all that shit, and then if it doesn't work, I you come find you. But then I don't want to MacGuffin you later on. What do you mean? You know, a MacGuffin where I just like, you know, you go into the streets and we just start MacGuffin. That's, uh, that's not, that's not what it means. <laughs> there, uh, angel. And here you are, top tier fucking filmmaker, comedian, musician, or whatever. MacGuffin. You're self-proclaimed. I'll give you that. Entertainer, yeah. No. That's why on my bio, I always put wannabe entertainer. <sighs> that was so fucking boring. Well, we're back from our break. Welcome back to the show. Oh, shit. I bet so many people are bored. They're just, it's, the whole time it's just soloed on you right now. What are you doing? Are you trying to play some music or what? Now he's got to talk to his girlfriend. He's like, hey, uh, baby, I'm on Muse Me TV right now. Uh, I'm just okay. sending my fucking friend a winky face because he's like, wow, is it live now? I winky can't believe. Face. I can't believe it. I'm so popular right now on Muse Me TV with my two viewers. Thank you for watching as well, viewer that's here. You're awesome. Actually, this is the biggest, greatest audience Angel's ever had because I'm like 85% of his uh, subscribers. Well, f first of all, this is uh, the number one live podcast in Albuquerque. I'm going to give you that one, first of all. Yeah, cause I, only because I've been on it. And nobody else is um, doing what I do, um, first of all. I could do what, what you do uh, easily. With what? With what? With uh, what? I don't need any of this. With what? You don't need a microphone to do a podcast. You don't need the internet. Because this isn't a podcast. This is an actual internet show. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need an internet show. Whatever you just said. You you need, need first of that. all, you need the internet. Nope. I'm, I'm pretty sure internet's in the word. Internet show. This, this could go on for hours. Okay. The best way to win an argument is just constantly agree with yourself. Okay, so let's talk more about your sketch comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll talk more about Marvel. Are you, um, are you a Shane Gillis fan? I don't know. Uh, what does she look like? Is she hot? So Shane Gillis is actually Sh this guy. Yeah, stand-up comedian. But he also has a YouTube channel where he does skit comedy. Really? Okay. You never seen it? I actually have not. No, no, no. I, I, I'm always interested. All right, I won't show you any of them, but I'll show you the channel. 
but this guy actually does have some great uh he's doing some cool stuff like because he actually was with snl right oh okay you remember shane gillis right I I just see what he looks like. There's names that you'd be surprised that I find out about. And or maybe he's not with Shane Gillis. Maybe he's not with SNL. But yeah. No. Oh, okay. He looks a little familiar. But anyways, he now has a show on YouTube, and it's a sketch comedy show. But he tried to pitch it everywhere. He pitched mm-hmm. it to Netflix. He pitched it to oh, really? Hulu. It didn't get anywhere. That sucks. So I mean, and I, I know the struggle of that because um, don't even. We'll, oh we'll just kind of you know do that right now. Jesus. I I know. Okay. I I I took a step here. Um. But yeah. So. So that, they didn't. None of them picked him up. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like one of those underrated, like kind of. Here's a fast one. We'll watch this one. Why not? All right. Let's get copyrighted. Who gives a fuck? I'm I'm promoting Shane Gillis. That's, yeah, yeah. We were acknowledging that he wrote this and yeah. All, yeah. all rights go to him. I'm yes, not getting good. any money from it. This is one of this is one of the first ones on the channel. There's one thing I want to make very clear, and it's that we have nothing to do with the terrorists over there in the Middle East right now, and that's why we are the good ISIS. So we can hear it, but they can't hear it right now. Um, but yeah, this is just one of those things. Oh, okay, okay. Can I maybe show you a little clip real quick? No, I don't want to see your stupid clips. Just kidding. What is your clip? It's only like a minute and a half. I, forgot I sent you a video, uh, September Santa Claus. Did you, did you watch that? Uh, I might have. I don't I'm remember. I'm disappointed if you didn't. I probably did But you know what? That, that one's like maybe three or four minutes. We'll look up just... Uh, my uh, the birthday boys. I, I was telling, I was talking about it earlier. I'll find it on your Instagram. Instagram. Right, that's where you sent it to me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a uh, September clause, but there's actually one. Okay, well, you know, I'll just, I, I, I bought the show on YouTube because I, it, it's not on. I mean, I've been wanting to buy it. It, it only lasted two seasons. It was like 2013 and 2014, and there's only 20 episodes, but. I really love these guys. I, I, I never really. So the birthday boy, September. September Santa, Santa Claus. He's like this Santa Claus that uh, only comes in September. And their joke is like fucking September is a fucking boring, uneventful month. But hey, we got a clause here. <laughs> oh, no. Breaking into the house, obviously. Ah, interesting. This is there's okay. a lot more funny ones. Yeah, no, it's okay. But I kind of needed like, oh god, December twenty fifth is the birth. Uh, yeah, I see. There's a lot of funny things about it. 
but uh, I think if you watch it, like, I sometimes start people like, hey, this isn't my personal favorite, but they uh, they also have, like, uh, before they got on, before Bob Odenkirk found them, uh, look up Horny Beach. There's only, like, five episodes, but they're, like, five, There's only, they're only, like, two or three minutes long. It's and- not with the same, uh, who is, uh, what's the YouTube channel that you got it from? I don't know. Interesting. So, like, I'm finding this Fiona Perry right now. Oh, okay. I would know uh, who has who provided the videos. Actually, that's one of those things. Shot. Kind of. Okay. But she only has 160 subscribers, and she's the one that posted the birthday boys September. Okay. I mean, I is that probably a repost? You think? I. I wouldn't f- know. I think I was just so desperate to see them and be able to quote it that I didn't. Interesting. Yeah, a skit I did for Birthday Boys of IFC. IFC, uh, and it sucked. IFC had really shitty ratings, so um, they got canceled, and I never got over that. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I guess Fiona Perry. Yeah, this is this is where that skit is on. They would have been like in their eighth or ninth. Okay, right um, I have to check. I have to check her out. You but know? she says that she helped with it. But then again, she only has two hundred and sixty really? subscribers. Oh, with, with the show, exactly. Yeah, it's criminally underrated. It like really, it, really, it really. No, it really is. I mean, watch all twenty episodes, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, there's some really good writing." All seven of the Birthday Boys uh, direct, so they're all directing each other, and it's. I don't know. It, it's. You'd have to really see it. Uh, I, I always look. I, I wish. That's why I'm always like, hey, we should do something together, uh, four or five of the dudes. You know, like, I, I want to have a group um, where we all kind of just like, hey, this is this is awesome. You know, let's all do something together. They're like a modern day uh, Americanized Monty Python. You know? It's like, yeah. Or like any other of those um, comedy groups. Like, okay, think of like even Adam Sandler and his guys. Yeah, or uh, Broken Lizard. Yeah, or the know? workaholic dudes. Exactly, yeah. So, like, you know, like you see them appear, but like I want that team dynamic. Nobody you know, wants to team with you. Well, I don't uh, even want to be on your team, dude. Well, it's. And I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst player. <laughs> well, once you read my shit. Uh, I bet you're going to be like that yeah, one Yeah, okay, guy. bring something out. Let's see what you got then. <laughs> Let's see what he's got. This guy brought a fucking, a, a fucking suitcase full of, like, rantings that he's, like, been working on. It's like the ramblings of an old man in a retirement home right now. This is what he's... So, um, what he's doing right now is uh, document this, okay? Documented it. He's, he's, like, really so sure about everything he's saying. He's really so sure about everything he's saying. I'm pretty pretty positive, so positive. that this is what's going. Just get us a skit, bro. We're trying to get we're trying to get some quality skit content, Red. Okay, okay. Fat fuck. See, look at this is the hardest thing about being a scriptwriter is that they don't have anything organized. Got everything organized? Actually, you got nothing organized. He's like one of those um modern day um persons that doesn't have anything organized I, I, i'm really not being over the top here I, uh, well let me give you a few few shout outs uh we got a shout out to uh yeah, anybody that's out. watching also have a shout out to uh um, we're trying to get a sponsor crew chew i think that's who they are crew chew if you're listening sponsor me please I'm trying to get some sponsors with those people also um i'm digging my hair let me know how you feel about the hair in the comment section 
And um, what do you guys want us to talk about? If you have anything we'd like us to talk about, let us know. Are we good? You got something for us? Oh, uh, done? Here we go. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, back in like 2010 or something, I wrote, like, uh, I typed uh, a status on Facebook. And it was like a joke about how fucking people don't like to play another round of Russian roulette when they lose. And that's kind of the genesis. I didn't get any likes. It's a start. And, but I still think the concept is good. So I wrote um, the yellow paper and then the white paper. The yellow paper is the draft. Um, and then this is kind of printed out. I don't like the way it was printed out because, as you can see. Hopefully there's coffee in it, like if you are a writer. Yeah, that's, that's just whatever. You're like, hey, guys, I was writing this script at Starbucks right now. Fucking hell, I have respect for myself. But when it was printed out, I didn't like the idea that there was words on this side and words on that. I wanted them on separate pages. Yeah. But someone was very concerned about saving paper, and I was like, dude. Interesting. And I was like, okay, whatever. But uh, basically the concept is about, like, uh, there's five people, and they play Russian roulette. Uh, And basically anybody that dies and doesn't want to play another round, you just kind of make fun of them. But that's just kind of the start. If you read it, it's genius. Okay, guys? It's amazing. It's Tell it. okay. so fantastic. So so the premise that I'm hearing is that they're pussies because they die and yeah. they don't want to keep playing. They don't want to keep playing. And then the other uh, characters are keep penalizing them, scolding them for, uh, you know. But isn't that like kind of like Duck, Duck, Go? Or not Duck, Duck, Go. Duck, Duck, Goose, where like the person that gets caught doesn't get to play anymore. Well, uh, yeah, but these guys are, um, you know, I also wrote these characters. Okay, so we're dealing with, like, what, meat, meatheads? Uh, um, guys with... who are very happy to not hang out with their girlfriends. They're just super happy that they don't have to. Like uh, us? Why are you writing sketches for us? I just. Uh, I, oh, yeah, because we don't have girlfriends. Just kidding. Go I, ahead. I got, like, uh, you know. He puts on he puts on his wig and pretends he is his girlfriend. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm That's what I do. Hi. Hey. Um, Anyways, so there's five people. The by the way. Five people. You have them written in a certain way that would have them be upset because somebody is not playing yeah, anymore. Uh, so and all their characters are called player one, player two, three, and five. Okay, so describe describe me two of the players. Uh, so uh, mainly player one and player four are the most ambitious ones that okay. want to keep playing. Okay. I want to be in the sketch. I personally want to be player three. Uh, when you read it, you're like, holy shit, that's fucking perfect for you because just the way you talk. And player three is the first one to, you know, uh, die. Not want to play. Rush, I mean, a Russian roulette. So, like, there's five people, and they have a, a revolver, six chambers, one bullet, and they count it. And, like, the first round, they go through all five of them. No one dies. And then they look, and they're like, holy shit. If there was, like, a sixth player, that person would be dead. And they're like, well, let's keep playing. One person's like, nah, dude, I don't want to keep playing. This is dangerous. And then my character would just pick up the gun and be like, whoa, why fucking? <laughs> so you're the one that does, like, you're, you're... – I'm the first one to go. I, even though I'm the writer, I don't want to be, like, in the sketch. No, but I get what you're saying, though. The, this person that's about to shoot himself is the most ambitious out of it. He's like, well, I'll still do it, right? And then I'm I'm well I want to be the first to die. Yeah, obviously. So it, and the way he does it is just so like what the fuck, and his whole thing is like they win one round, none of them die because it it managed the odds of like okay there's six 
chambers. Yeah. And they all five of them managed to not die, and there was like one bullet left. And then he gets kind of cocky, and he's like, "Well, fucking why why quit when you're on a winning streak?" I boom and just dies. And then everybody makes fun of my corpse for uh, it's kind of funny. Um, but I wrote that when I was 21. That's my excuse for it being wow, weird. Okay. And again, you can't really. Uh, I mean, that's the same thing with comedy. Is like you don't know if it's gonna work or not. Yeah, that's I, why you I, write it. I think. Um, well, it, it, when you get to the end, I just basically said one of them. Uh, when you see how ambitious they are to keep playing and uh, the jokes that go with it, and uh, you know, yeah, ever, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I like. Like I said, this is kind of the perfect sketch for me, and I want this to kind of be our pilot if we ever film it. You know what I'm talking about. But uh, it would be cool. I just really need five people who are pretty funny and stuff. I'd only really be – I mean, I, 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 there's a couple scenes that we filmed. We tried filming. A friend in my – and Swerve uh, filmed, which is my next sketch. This is just the draft, and, you know, so it's all the same shit. This one, not typed out, and I, you don't really need to type out everything. It's like an illegal pad. <laughs> um, this one's about getting uh, an STD through phone sex. And uh, we did film some of it, and then it just never got finished. And that was like in 2016. And it's it just, I think there are some funny concepts that you could be like, okay, we can stretch this out for like 20 seconds here, 30 seconds there, you know. Uh phone sex the phone sex sequence should be really funny but i think there might be some offensive jokes in this so it opens up with like you know me watching uh okay stepmom porn or something i am watching a porn interior living room night Uh, a horny retard sits on his couch and turns on his tv to a 900 ad and rubs his eyes with his glasses on that's another thing i do i want that to come uh, rub. Uh, I rub my glasses, you know, like when I'm all blown away by something. So yeah. the guy just sees like a 900 ad. Porn star's like, hey, hey, baby. And he's just like, ah, oh, dude, I think this would really be funny. So it basically just calls this 900 number. And I would want Swerve to be like the girl on the other end. And, oh, dude, it'd be funny because I'd be like, hey, baby. And it'd be a funny like 30-second like fucking – uh, you'd have to hear his voices, you know, describing it is, is impossible, but obviously exaggerated coming scene, not like you don't get to see my dick. Sorry, but uh, he's like one of those actors. What? He was stunt. He's as a stunt cock. Yeah, it's like bringing the stunt cock. It's like, all right, uh, I'm ready. Chota boy, but fucking butt fucking. Um, yeah. So then the next morning, uh, th- there was like a clip from a friend and I think he lost the footage, but like. They did, like, put this uh, adhesive on me with, like, crumpled up Doritos and stuff. And they made my face look all fucked up. Like, I had an STD on my face where the phone was. And I'm freaking out. And that's as far as we filmed, me freaking out. But then I decided, I was like, okay, let me just write the rest of it out. And I visit a doctor. And he's just like, hey, put this topical cream on, you know. And I came up with a working title. It's... I see. Even it says right there, working title. So that's not the official. VDTPS, uh, which is like venereal disease through phone sex. And again, that's working title. If there's any better titles, like what would you call an STD through phone sex? 
I think the acronym kind of works if you just take out the what is it T? T V D P S. Yeah. You think that'd be good? I mean, obviously, like uh, I think that's not that actually isn't the most important part of this. I know, I know, but so. and no, no, I, but it is important. You know what I mean? I look at that thing as like a working titles, titles, whatever. So he puts on this topical cream, whatever. His hey, face is all fe- uh, healed and stuff. So he decides, well, I'll just stick to internet porn. So you hear porn star, and there's actually a really funny line of like, I, I listen to porn dialogue. Oh, dude, actually, this is this is really this whole thing is good because even before he starts having phone sex with the girl who gives him STD, the operator. There's an operating scene where he's like. <sighs> You have reached one nine hundred fuckheads. Um, oh my god, this is offensive. For fags, press one. For dykes, press two. For transmaphrodites, a word I came up with by the way, press three. And then this one for middle-aged women that's overweight who can at least sound like a barely legal twat long enough for you to pre-ejaculate. Press four. And then the guy's like, all right. You know, I'm just, into. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's just obviously, like, it's ridiculous. He comes. But uh, the porn star at the end, because he decides, okay, no more phone sex. I'll just uh, fucking go internet. to the internet. Internet porn, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, okay, I'll just stick to internet porn. The porn star says, oh, yeah. <laughs> the porn star says, uh, oh yeah, I'll do anything to get this job. How about we step into my office real quick? And then the pervert's like, wait, she needs a job, but she has an office? Okay, porn logic, whatever. But then like he starts jacking off, and I was like, that little tidbit alone was like, that's fucking hilarious. Whatever thinking hap- about it. Yeah. Whatever happens after it is like funny, but like the computer is just like, you now have one new virus, and it's kind of like a fucking double entendre like you have a computer virus and also an std yeah and it's just hand just like <laughs> and there's like these exaggerated noises that you'd have to hear which make the sketch it's the noises uh the moaning the the pain the, <laughs> the like, shock and stuff there are like, like 15 second scenes where i i'd want you know to come and but yeah 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 that's that's what's on my mind sex so those are like what one of the two main ones that you've been trying to work out or to uh at least get done right away okay and then there are others but those are the ones that i know are like there's others but uh, obviously but you you kind of like see those as being the first of your channel yeah and people could maybe be like oh okay um i also have uh, a sketch about urine peeing uh do you know here i thought about the planet do you know how fucking um, guys pee in urinals? Uh, how like they stand every other, every other urinal? Guys are just like I stand right here. Don't stand next to me. Yeah. Gay. Um. What if there was a guy who just desperately had to fucking pee really bad? Uh, you'd have to read it because it's just like oh my god, and everyone's just like no, don't fucking pee next to me. And then he pees next. To me. Don't pee next to me. He goes to the stalls. It's, it's actually, I think it could be funny. I, you know, some of these things, when you describe them out loud, it's like it doesn't sound as funny as what I'm picturing. But you got to play them out and stuff. Yeah, so he just goes through each stall. There's like a couple having sex in a stall next to people peeing and shitting because that's a normal and regular thing that couples do all the time, right? Just 
And then there's somebody, there's an occupied one, there's one that's out of order, and then there's one that's just like full of shit. So he decides to pee in the sink. There's like three sinks. He pees in the middle one. Then someone tries to wash their hands. It's like, dude, don't fucking wash your hands next to me while I'm pissing. You know, just kind of like, no. And then he gets arrested. You know, just predatory. Decent exposure. You know, sometimes those sketches like, dude, this character ain't going anywhere. Just get, just end it with like, oh, fuck you. You know. Sometimes sketches don't have to have like an, a great ending. Yeah, because I because I heard that too from the workaholics guys. Is like people are always trying to make sketch comedy, but the thing that hinders them is that they only make like what one or two a month, three a mm. month. When you should really be trying to push one out every week. Yeah, and that gives you more of a leeway where you're knowing like this is working, this isn't working, this is. I, I uh, my problem, you know, and I think everybody can relate to the whole laziness factor we just get lazy and uh you know all these ideas like i said like they're all in my head they're written out some are written but some aren't typed and then some are like this and then some are like that let me just you know what i'm gonna work something out yeah go ahead and you need to talk into the mic better yes just put it a little more towards the side my friends are gonna be making fun of me like you didn't talk in the microphone that good at all, all good that time. It's horrible. I gotta go fix it for you. You got. I can fix it, man. Don't worry, man. I'll fix it. Like. You're a zero, you're a man, dude, it's so fucking easy. Easy, dude. Dude, I would have had it fixed so right faster there, right than that. There, talk right there. See, this right here is not acceptable. This is acceptable. Okay. Can you hear it? Yeah. Hear I should have known. I I know all this stuff, you know. I know everything about everything. Uh, all right, what else you got for me? I'm just gonna jump a few years. He's like, I'm about to just throw the most racist, racist skit that I've ever made. My script. Oh, what is it? I'm just jumping. Okay, this is a 48-page script. This is the draft that I wrote when I was 25. Um, I came up with the idea when I was actually like 20, 20. Actually, I was 20 or 21. So I'll just officially uh, name the title. Make sure you date this too. I mean, obviously you're, you're you know with some copyright. Thirty says when it's coming out on yeah. the web. So if anyone says, "Hey, I came up with this idea before," you're not. Well, I'm not going to tell you everything. Um, it's called "Not Another Scary Movie." Hey, isn't that a uh, title kind of taken already? Yes. Why are you doing that? No, no, no. Because um, it's it, not another teen movie. There's not another teen movie, and then there's scary movie yeah what about not another scary movie it doesn't okay you don't like it i don't why not why not i think it's too much of a play on something that's already been there well yes you can think of something that hasn't been done with the same idea premise well this is actually not uh your typical it's not uh it's not like i came up with this like the premise is just slasher a slasher killing teenagers not your typical scary movie that sounds better than not your not your typical stereo. Not um, your typical stereotypical scary movie. Okay. All right. Anyways, so you've been working on this for how long? Twenty five? Twenty two? Uh, no, no. Uh, so, so, like, I came up with the title uh, in 2013 when I saw a trailer to Scary Movie Five. Scary Movie Five. I was like, not another, te- uh, not another scary movie. See, I literally see, said that. That's where you got the rip off. Well, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. And a lot of that was kind of just like, but it wasn't, I, I went with a different approach 
because there is a difference between parodies and satires and a lot of people don't know that because a, a parody is kind of like i mean there's no official i mean there are official definitions but the way i see it anyway is like when you're doing a parody you want to like kind of put someone in costume like let's say you want to do a dragon ball z parody everyone's in costumes you got the scenario the scene and all you're really doing is just making fun of uh, of a, s- a scene in that specific movie satire with this i what i did was kind of like i did make a list of things that are constantly happening in multiple movies not just like hey i want to make fun of this movie because it's new right now um i'm like hey this always happens this this literally always happens in this area this always happens with that character and then blah 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 this twist is always like okay i saw that coming what if i just literally pushed them all together and just kind of everyone has a way of uh flipping it on their on their head in their own way um but yeah uh there's 12 different characters and they're all really stupid i mean i know that they're stupid if you're reading this you're, you're probably gonna, like these characters are fucking stupid how unbelievably stupid can characters be in but but it sounds like it's supposed to be kind of like that right it is it's it's a comedy first if uh you know earlier i was saying that like m night Shyamalan had a big problem with like uh trailers and how they promoted films this is a comedy it is a comedy first and foremost but i am i love horror really and i just think there are so many things from different uh decades and stuff there's there's uh influence from like scream and uh to like last house on the left night of the living dead to like you know final destination even movies like that or like the conjuring i only saw the first one or like uh, get out and a quiet place and i kind of go back and forth there's like the doll tropes you know how like the, the the dolls had like this big resurgence in the last like eight years like okay dolls are cool again to put them in movies do they have to be good it doesn't matter because the cover will be like well that doll looks kind of creepy uh the boy was no not good but and then you know there's chucky and the i like the twilight zone so there's you know there's some creepy doll there's it's kind of packed so you'd have to read them like shit dude okay we get it jeremy you you know your references that's great um but i i am i know people i don't know a lot i i said a lot right now without saying anything but i get what you're trying to do is like you're trying to compile pretty much every every scenario or every kind of premise that happens in horror movies with your take on it in a comedic way uh yeah yeah and then of course but that doesn't mean that the deaths aren't brutal because i i I know uh I, i i do try to think of instruments of death and as we were talking, the, the Chekhov's gun thing, I'm obsessed with that concept. So it does play in factor. Even though it's a comedy, uh, people think that, like, well, all you got to do is be funny. All you got to do is just be whatever. It's easy to make a comedy. It's not. It's not. And you got to put some thought into it. You got to be like, well, you got to still make some, even though the characters are pretty one dimensional, you got to give them something to do. So even if a character dies maybe they're still helping you in death there's there's little scenarios where like okay that character contributed to the plot and i really like movies that even if there's like a character who is in it for like 10 minutes he still does something significant 
Terminator 2 is a great example. Because there's a few characters in those movies that don't seem like they do a lot. Like but the auntie and stuff like that. Fanti? Yeah, you know, like John Connor's uh, second home. You know? Oh, oh, oh! You mean uh, Todd and Janelle, the dicks? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's like, uh, yeah, yeah, like Woofy. You know, he's like, hey, "What's wrong with Woofy?" You know what I mean? And he's like, "Woofy's fine," but the Terminator's like, you know, Max, the dog's name. But uh, even the little kid who saves his dad's life, you know, he's, you know, uh, when Sarah Connor's about to fucking shoot that dude in the head, uh, and the kid's like fucking around with his uh, car, and he's like, "Danny, come on, man!" He ducks really quick, and then. Like if his dad, if Danny wasn't fucking around with his car, he'd be oh, sorry, he'd be dead, you know. Or uh, John Connor's friend with the the mullet. Oh yeah. There's these little tiny things where like when he sees the car, uh, the picture, he's like, nah, I don't know who he is. And then he tells John like, dude, there's this guy, there's this cop, you know. He gives him the leeway to get the fuck out of there really quickly, and then he's out of the movie forever, you know. And I just like those kind of things, even if a character's stupid, uh, dumb. They don't seem, you know, they got to do something very quickly, and it does affect things to that and that, you know, little things. That's why I love the What If show, because little decisions like that can affect everything, and it blows my mind. Interesting. What have you done with trying to, like, submit these or even kind of, like, put these out in the ether, like, out in the world so people can know that you do this stuff? As far as I know, you just, I don't even know what you do for a living. Like, I know the middle of nothing of what you do. Like, have you ever thought of maybe, maybe making the script format just right so you can ship it off to Netflix or something? Because, again, you have all these ideas and you have all the premises. You Maybe you don't have the time to film it. Maybe you don't have the time and the resources to there, get the actors you, to do uh-huh. it. But you do have the idea. And if you present the idea in a very formidable way might get picked up you never know especially being in this state oh yeah because netflix there's a big old fucking studio and um okay if you need to know um i work with doggies um since 2012 okay yeah okay i do know what you do now never and mind. there are producers that come in uh do- I, I work at you know the doctors uh lawyers soldiers yeah you have like a veterinary assistant and producers will bring in like hey we're working on fucking a movie right now i actually found out that better call saw was going to be a tv show i thought it was kind of like oh okay i thought it was going to be a rumor at the time but the girl the woman was like yeah yeah and then blah 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 better call saw we're working on that and i was like wait what that was like a year before the pilot happened i was like wait you really that's really happening is it and it's like no yeah we got like seven or eight of the writers yeah vince gilligan peter gould like they're all mm-hmm. we're fucking working on this going for that it. that's as much as they can tell that it's being worked on and i was like what what's it about <laughs> yeah we're not telling you ever <laughs> until you see it and it was a massive payoff but the thing that people don't a lot of people still don't know about bob odenkirk is that he wrote for saturday night live from 1987 to 1985 and then mr show with uh him and david cross that was like on for four years he's been a busy guy He's constantly a busy dude. Have you seen Nobody? No. But it does look pretty dope. I was like, dude, fuck yeah. And he's been working on it since like 2017 when like season four of Better Call Saul was coming out. And you can tell in season four there's scenes where like he's running, you know, when like he's running away from those douchebags, the pinata scenes. Okay. Fucking beautiful. That was visually just amazing because what I liked about it is like, remember when they're all hanging upside down? But like the camera's also upside down. 
so it, it like it just looks like it's an odd angle but you're like holy shit it reminds me of Heath Ledger uh, uh the Joker when like he's hanging upside down but the way Christopher Nolan did it was like the the camera was upside down but like so so Heath Ledger just looks like he's like you won't kill me out of some miss placed whatever and i won't kill you because you're just too much fun so it looks like he's doing that but he's like upside down but the camera oh, i don't know dude. the okay. angles and stuff I was like dude that's fucking scary a little bit so yeah and so i don't know i look at those kind of things and what are we talking about you need to submit some of this shit to netflix that'd be great it's an idea i mean obviously it's just something that i think you can hone your skills on i mean you obviously know how to write a script you obviously know how to put plot points and bullet points scenes i mean uh just wanna i want you to borrow this okay okay would you be okay with that yeah i mean you know obviously i don't have like a set time limit or anything but this is the final draft and I just, of that one yeah yeah because this is the the draft that i wrote um and a lot of it's different and we could talk about like how things were, are different when you start typing it you come up with different things so they are vastly different uh, um yeah it's still like characters slasher whatever but it's written in the format of a script oh yeah yeah um obviously they're very very bad because you still uh you, oh, it's not too hard you just gotta know duh, 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 double spacing really is the big key you be like hey exterior means outside interior means inside blah blah you're in you know like yeah right now i could be like right now x interior uh angel's room room, blah blah a podcast is happening these are talking and then you could be like yeah angel says this he says this blah 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 uh jeremy does this you know like you could just you're really just describing what's happening how did you figure that out how did you learn how to do that you obviously didn't go to school for it right no so um, when I was like 15 or 16, I uh, I lived in Edgewood with my homies and. Oh, um, Patrick. Oh yeah, he's great. Aww. But there's other there's other people. Um, but like no, I wrote comics. They were like little like two page, uh, little uh, that was that was that was weird. <laughs> no, but uh, they were just adventures that like happened in Edgewood and stuff because it was a shitty small town. And, uh, I had like, like, there's like 10 or 12 of my best friends. Uh, maybe half of them I haven't talked to in like years just cause life happens, but they played pivotal roles in these comics. It, yeah, they were really crappy too. They were really crappy. Uh, I, for like two or three years, I used a four color pin and it was just like, well, blah, blah. That's Jeremy. That's Patrick. That's whatever this guy, that's Irvin. And then all I did was just like, hey, remember that one time you said this stupid thing and I was like mad? <laughs> and that's really all my comics were, was just like, like pulp, you know, because I mean, people don't know what pulp fiction, where it comes from. They're just kind of like, because pulp magazines and stuff, pulp things are just kind of like a series of things. And eventually what I would do is like, I would get a situation like, let's say you did something, Okay. And it was completely unrelated to, like, what Swerve did or something. You did this. You did that. My whole thing was, like, I need to put both of these scenes in a comic or something, but connect them. And when you connect them, you kind of come up with something original. You know what I mean? By, like, connecting two true events. And then, I don't know. 
it was just something that I did. And then, but after a while, my comics were very fucking, uh, nothing was happening just 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 bubbles of people saying things and people just standing there and i'm like dude nobody wants that in comics you know like they want to see like good drawings they want to see action and stuff happening they don't want to just see people talking so i'm like just just write just learn how to write a script you know and just have like two people talking for 10 minutes be like hey they're talking about this because talking scenes I enjoy them a lot, and I think, like, your podcast, that's why, like, I think, like, it would be good, because we're just talking, you know, and I think, like, uh, a lot of movies have a lot of improv, and just, like, hey, let's, let's just talk, and you find out facts, like, hey, that wasn't in the script, they just started talking about it. Yeah, ideas, something always comes up like that. Because of, like, you give them a concept, like, hey, start talking about, um, I don't know, Reservoir, remember on Reservoir Dogs, the opening scene. I looked up uh, the script to that when I was like twenty, twenty-one, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna know what's how they format shit and stuff. And I looked up videos on how to like format. Uh, but I also looked at my favorite movies. Uh, a lot of them are dialogue-y. and I was like, how do you do like okay, one character, one character? Clerks is like one of my favoriteest comedies ever, ever. It's you know, and um, him and. Uh, Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino have like different approaches and the thing is when you look up a script no one has there's no specific way to do it you can borrow elements and be like okay he does it like this and I like that he does it like that all that's important is that first and foremost you can read it and then maybe when you show it to a couple people they're like okay I get what you're saying I get what you're saying there because they're the people that are making the movie. Once the movie's made, the viewers don't have to l- l- worry about the logistics about what how, was, yeah, how it was made. They can look it up and be like, wow, this all this rough draft, it looks so shitty, but oh, whatever. Yeah, I can't they, believe it was on legal pads. You know, and then it started off, the name started off as Jump Scare Flick. Nah. Really bad. And now he's like, not another scary movie. Yeah. Not another traumatic, dumb, scary movie. But, I mean, the characters are dumb, so I just, uh, and there's a lot of, yeah, I think you would read it, and I haven't told any, I I haven't really said anything. I've said a lot without saying anything, and I like that, because um, with my comics, too, like, I would tell my friends just like, yeah, and then you die in this comic, and then this happens, but I've been very secretive about things. When I started writing sketches and scripts and stuff, I'm like, I don't want you to know what happens. You will have to read it. If you want to know what happens. If you don't like it, whatever. I'll, you know, that's not going to stop me. Honestly, like, all you have to do is uh, just say, like, stop, stop doing everything you're doing, and I'm going to keep doing it. And so. you just got to do it more, too. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. It's like that's everyone always can like, I know you have that excuse, but it shouldn't be an excuse. Lazy. Exactly. And that's um, always the hardest part. Like, I, get, so, I totally get that, too. And, like, so, uh, as I was saying with Kevin Smith, uh, uh, he was he was saying, you know, people are like, do you ever get writer's block? And he said, personally, no. And he wasn't, like, being a douchebag or anything. He said he gets writer's lays. And I'm like, you, all you had to do was say those two words, and, like, I understand it. Because he's just like, I just watch a lot of TV, man. I just... You know, and yeah, you sometimes chill out. sometimes chilling out is good for uh, creativity. Like Dave Chappelle, oh my God, um, there's there was many times where like he would take a break. Not, I mean, obviously he went to Africa for like over a decade, which was great. But like even when he was working on the show, he would take like several months off and just go to his hometown and just live yeah, and, and do just, some stand up. 
or, or not even i mean yeah yeah probably that but he he wanted to experience regular life because you don't let, let's say you become a celebrity and you don't get to experience those stupid things that happen in your life that are worth writing about you know you might have uh material about yeah i was hanging out with this celebrity and musician man and this happened you know but there's something more personal about you know how you started from the ground up and like yeah so david Chappelle was like no i want to hang out with people and just be a normal person yeah and gather up break you know so i was like that's cool and he seems like he's yeah hasn't gone crazy <laughs> so yeah out of everybody it's too. important to kind of live these situations in order to come up with shit yeah because you have to and that's what's funny about comedy too is because some of the funniest jokes happen at the most random moments you just got to be good enough to remember or write them down yeah exactly and uh i don't know like i, I just <laughs> it really is just stretching it to the most exaggerated like okay let's how do we make this like super fucking funny so you take a bad memory and then you're like okay this person was pissed off at something and then do you do like impressions or anything because i mean you do sing right singing is literally like an impression and or if you're like obviously covering a song so like i think impressions are pretty good would you be down to would you be down to do a couple yeah okay i mean well i don't know um are there any like celebrities that you can do like really fucking well i've always thought about it but i've never really like pinpointed a celebrity that i can do or something like that like you can always sound like i'm trying to do something like oh but i got some, some heads on i, dread. I mean i, don't I think know. um i think that i mean uh stallone maybe just quoting movies are there any quotes that like you really because i actually had an idea i wanted to kind of like come up this is long term wise but a bible that consists of movie quotes and it's been done i want well, no, I want a council of uh, of guys. And no, 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 I have a different concept for it and my own spin. Uh, the name is Reverend Reference. It's been done. <laughs> That's been done? Just kidding. Go ahead. Angel, you always do that, man. So I, you're making this thing called Reverend References, but I literally saw Webster's Dictionary has a book out that says movie quotes. Is it? Is, yeah. that, is that really? Because, see, here's the thing, like, I don't look up that kind of sh- stuff sometimes. There are times where I'm like, is this Joe Kagan? Is it taken? And then I look, I go out of my way to find out if there was somebody that, you know. Might have mentioned it. Might have so. said something that was like, oh, uh, like, do you watch uh, Marin? Mark Marin? Yeah. I think he's funny because he's a podcast dude. Uh, oh, what? Oh. But no, there there was a whole episode about, uh, he was like on Conan O'Brien, and he said a joke in a way, and then he catches himself. He's like, fuck i feel like i stole that joke god damn it no 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 and then there's this obnoxious fucking comedian he's like yeah you stole my my joke and he's making him do chores and shit it's kind of like oh dude come on okay it was a fucking accident and there's a thing known as like parallel thinking now that's uh yeah um that's I, true of everything though you can see that yeah, in movies there, you can see i that get that concept i feel like the the straight up joke thieves do use that as like oh wow i parallel thought like you can have a topic and have your own opinion about it there's but when it's when it comes to like verbatim wise like da 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 and then you just add like this you know like the carlos mencia thing you know or or jeff foxworthy has been discredited as like all you do is just add a mexican accent or like a, a southern 
twanked away and you're just saying the same shit that people said like you know and i think that's what's so hard i've uh i've wanted to do stand-up and i think i just gravitated more to to writing and the sketches and i was like you know what people need more of that (laughs) and and you see it too like once you start to get into the comedy world and you see like the comedy ass- what you can what you can't yeah, and it's exactly. not one of those things where you're just like oh well, you know you're not putting yourself down um you're just not a, a, a comic so i'll be a writer oh, and, i'm not a i'm not a writer and so that doesn't I'll be- mean i have stage fright or anything i've been on stage but i think there was a one time where you, you said hey go up on stage and i i was up for like 30 seconds Maybe. Yeah, but that, that I guess that counts, but that doesn't count. No, 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 no. I I, I was a little like, oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, uh, just because I'm obviously I didn't have anything prepared clearly, and I think like we were just kind of roasting, and my things were uh, in in the in the moment I was kind of just like, okay, let me just, what are some jokes that I hear all the time in ten seconds? I was like, oh, I'm Angel. I have a podcast. Uh, uh, Irvin. Oh, I'm I'm Arab. Oh, Tyler does cocaine. You know, like just just like you know like all the jokes that i was like okay you guys have said that joke before and you know in like different sentencing and obviously i could have dragged it on but i was just like my whole thing was like yeah you guys need to come up with more jokes you know you guys are just saying the same shit so yeah yeah. and obviously being a douchebag like bye and then you were just like that was the greatest 30 seconds i've ever heard and like it's a roast people don't get it though Sometimes people just don't understand. Why are they being so mean? Are you guys fighting? And you're like, oh, dude, just shut the fuck up. You don't get it. You just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of being a comic or, like, knowing about, like, creative writing and shit like that. So I I, I, I can – I I think uh, hanging around you guys was like, oh, shit. I can take a joke now. I and, physically feel like I can take a joke. And we've done that to each other so many times where it kind of feels in the aspect where we're kind of trying to pick at each other I to know. start a fight. And then, like, uh, somebody, I won't mention, was just like, yeah, just just, just say this to Jeremy and he will get mad. But you have to try to keep that. Uh, oh, come on. It was after. You know. Yeah, that's why you, I, I feel like if you uh, if you keep it going, that's where you develop more wit and, and humor. Mm-hmm. So even though it does seem hurtful, hateful, disrespective, whatever, you can't just go with the vague topic of just like, oh, just say this because it'll totally trump everything. Because And, and then again, it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's just like, well, fuck, he doesn't know it. Like, he is like, hey, man. Be, you know, uh, another like a lot of comebacks uh, start with the word at least. They'll be like, "Well, at least, uh, at least I have a job. Yeah. At least I, at least I have a car or a comparison. I have a girlfriend. At least yeah. that's when you know you're like, oh, dude, your comebacks suck, dude.' When you go that route with like, um, I, I have done this before and I'm better than you at this because you know it's just like, well, dude, you're just okay. It's not the best. Okay, yeah, you know, so." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, was, humming. Oh, was it weird and awkward out? No, no, no. But yeah. Uh, All right, let's play some music so we can end this podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm getting kind of hungry too. But um, so uh, Jeremy is also a musician. If you guys wanted to check it out, go check out our last few podcasts. We played guitar. The last times. one, I was pretty drunk only because like uh, I used to be a pretty big alcoholic. Um, if you look to. at them. Well, I, I, I know I've, I've cut down a lot, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like to rock and roll. 
Yeah, that was pretty funny. I think I had the excuse too. I was like, I'm too wasted. I don't know the song. I was like, God damn it. No, and there were some songs. I think instead of explaining this time, I'm gonna just play them. Like, I might. I'll replay a couple of them. Go ahead. Um, Go, grab yourself your guitar, and we can get some playing going on. Yeah, urinate. Really? God damn it. Well, let me go ahead and give you a few mens- messages from our sponsors. Uh, we can cross the streams. Uh, Santa Fe Brewing Company, thank you again for providing the beer tonight. Unfortunately, I had to pay for it myself, but it was still worth Or I mean, uh, Jeremy paid for it. Sorry, Jesus Christ. The one time he pays for something and he tries to take credit for so yeah, that was brought to you by Jeremy, Santa Fe Brewing Company. If you're not, if you're in New Mexico and you just want something to drink, let me tell you, Santa Fe Brewing Company is the place to be. They have this great beer, uh, the Seven K IPA. Horrible, but the best part about it is that I'm getting drunk. So I mean, I've never been a really big fan of the way beer tastes. I just like drink it because it obviously does this effect. But if you were to drink anything that has good taste, I would say drink wine or drink mead. What else is good? Uh, Some kind of like sweetened alcohol. So like, you know, those Smirnoffs with those colors in them, you know, like a cherry, a watermelon. Those are acceptable in a good way. Also, um, sure. Go ahead and, uh, no, you should be fine. Anyway, yeah, I can totally hear you crossing streams. Anyways, thank you for joining Jimmo Kiri. Jimmo Kiri, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, yeah. yeah, any comments? Give us your question. Let us know your question. I don't know who here. Uh, heart missing e- Eve and Flo. Is that somebody you know? Eve and Flo. Uh, Eve and Flo. That sounds like a fucking I feel like jam bullshit. I feel thing. like somebody you know. but uh, let, me, let me see. Oh, uh, let me. Uh, Jimmo Kiri did uh mention can you answer extremely difficult question well if you can give me the difficult question i would yeah, like yeah, to yeah answer. I, I mean go ahead what why am i an idiot Whatever. anyways okay. let's go uh grab that guitar we're gonna hear some some of jeremy's solo project music all so right jeremy you've been playing guitar for about how long now uh, 2005 so uh 20 years ish really and you still that they're still that bad damn it you're pretty bad. Damn it, dude. You should be better. You should be way I'm, better. I'm, I'm, uh, life is fucking my shit up right now. Like you just said, that whole scene that you just said, it's just being lazy. And look at that. You're already tangled up in the cords. Jesus Christ, bro. You're worse than, than, uh, than, uh, than, no, uh, no. than, than an 80s Don't glam metal it. singer. Wait, who? Da 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 da. Alright, let's see. Uh, if you have to F two people with the combined age of 30, how old would they be? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. So, like, so both of their ages when they combine. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I would not have sex with somebody that has the combined age of 30 because then that's like a gen- genetic modification. and that's, that's. I mean, two 15-year-olds? Nobody like, could hear you right now, dude. You're talking into nothing. I bet you I'll look back. <laughs> I'll be pissed. I'll be like, God damn it, Jeremy. Oh, man. You know. Can you hear yourself? Are you getting some better, better feedback? Damn. Who needs to hear me talk when they can just hear me? So remember where your camera's at. Camera's right there. The bottom one. 
So play us something that you've been working on. Have you been working on anything? Yeah, but it's all like in a you know lower tuning. Oh really? Like just drop D or something? Uh, D flat. Okay. I typically play in that tuning, uh, tuning because I just it's 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 really good. So whole step down. Um, a whole half step down. With so a drop two. So we're in standard. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do you just want to tune it really quick and then play it? Or? No, we're gonna play. All right, the lowest. Uh, top D. I mean, definitely I'll put it. There. Yeah. So we kind of get the idea, but I don't want you to put it in perfect. Tune. But I'm a perfectionist. You're not. But okay, uh, give me that high E again. That's low E, but what? There you go. It's high up there. All right, show us what you got, Jeremy. Show us your your song that you've been working on. I I I I gotta lower it, man. It'll be fast, dude. I I you don't have to lower it. I do. See, this is where you would be a better musician if you didn't have to lower it. That was how how fucking how fucking was that super long? Okay, so here's the problem though, is that right now you know how okay in the in the tone it, on the tuner when yeah. you start tuning it has you go into the green space if you're in like a close to E right? Yeah, I don't use a tuner though. I'm just letting you know that you're probably like at least at least ten to twenty five cents off nope. of you. I'm pretty sure you don't have an ear that good. I know you think you do, but you're basing it off of your fifth fret. No, I really am not, dude. No, no, I have a, a synthesizer and a piano. Um, so you can literally. Like, so I can. Literally, I, I I personally think like when it comes to your thing, I'm not like trying to be a douchebag, but I think I really go with that. Maybe. You always do that. I think you probably have like relative hearing, not like good perfect pitch, but at least you know kind of the area of it. Yeah. I'll give you props on this that. This is gonna be one of those interviews, like yeah, whatever you say, man. Yeah, yeah. I give you the props. I'm, I'm like Dave Grohl or Howard Stern right now. You can do stuff that I can't do. That's for sure. No, 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 I can't, man. I mean, obviously, tune a half step down. All right, play your song. Play your half step down song because it's so fucking different from fucking. Regular scene. Exactly. Oh, dude. I'm trying to tell him. So.
lot of it's just kind of like looping into the same like you know that's as far as like it stretches but it's kind of a uh i came up with it you know like sounds before. just like a trivium song actually uh it's cool uh yeah like uh the beginning like after i learned it i was like that kind of sounds like the deceived a little yeah you know and obviously they're a big influence on me but that get out of here cat it's kind of like a system of a downy kind of thing yeah and, and it's not like I try to come up with things like, I want to sound like this. If it accidentally ha- sounds like it. You're influenced by them. That's why it happens. Yeah, it does. That's the main reason. I hear it all the time in my playing, too, so don't That's even cool, discourage man. yourself. What else you got for us, Jeremy? He's like, oh, I got to put it back in normal tuning now. Actually, I got to put it in. No, I'm just joking. No. I was practicing it. Good, keep going. kind of like when songs kind of just end and the you just hear the riff kind of fading away like oh shit if they were in concert they could really choose when the song ends so yeah. you know the concept of that though right it's kind of like if I mean, it if it fades away the musician wants you to remember the end of the beat oh okay so if it fades away but if it just has a subtle stop that means that the piece of music is finished so you don't have any recollection of what's going on after oh. that it's like you know when you hear like in triviums like dun 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 and then don't, just no, don't. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Then you're just like, that was sick. But, but then there there are songs where they just kind of keep like playing. So you're just still in your head when the song's over. You're still like, God, that was amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, I love those kind of songs, and I would hope that some of these, like, they just don't kinda loop. Right? They really I mean, don't, but you can at least dream, right? They will. They, uh, I like that. They will. They will. I mean, Eventually. You're just, cause I, I did a couple podcasts before. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got for us, man? I'm gonna fuck this entire room up. I have a drink. Uh, I see you uh, know how to. I see you know how to like stand a guitar on the thing, but I brought yours too. You're welcome. Could, oh yeah, but can you play it though? No, I don't know how to play it. Oh yeah, fuck, dude! I discouraged you earlier. Yeah, I suck. I was like. Man, there's no way I'm ever going to compete with Jeremy and his amazing guitar skills. Especially the way he just, like, slobbered all over it. And he, he knows how to tune it by ear. I'm just jealous. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Play it. Do it. No, I'll just do an exercise real quick. Um, 
So this is how Jeremy exercises. So you know how there's riffs that are just like... Play for get more notes. God damn it. I came up with a 10 note riff that goes like. And. Seems like you need to practice that riff a little more. I was just slowing it down so you could keep up. Oh what you know what what it's it's an exercise that that works all for your fingers without the thumb obviously but it, just get better at the exercise and what okay I came up with that a long time ago I don't play it all the time because I've upgraded yeah, like I, feel with, I do it on the tenth fret now and then there's this one I'm gonna play it slowly. Okay, okay, so it wasn't good. Do you know what that 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 scale is called? Oh, dude. Of course, man. Oh, you're so naive. Why don't you tell these guys? So naive. So, uh... I'm not naive. Technically, he's not playing any other notes. He's playing every note in the line. Well, yeah, obviously, but it's still a good exercise. It's called a chromatic scale. I see. So he's not skipping any of the notes, because usually in a chromatic scale, you play every note individually. Ex that's exactly what I've been trying to get at, dude. Yeah, so that exercise is in the chromatic key. Okay. I don't know exactly. I think you start on, what, five or six? Seven. Seven. <laughs> he starts on seven. <laughs> it's, it doesn't even know, dude. Seven. So if he starts on seven. So that you have to have your head turned to the side just like i'm not i'm not retarded playing this that's intricate dude i'm not retarded and then there's just if they're done right that they sound cool like that's cool you know people like okay i get it you're top fucking amazing i give you that pop that sounded cool so that's why And then there's this part. Dude, you look like you're ready for fucking suicide silence, dude. Yeah! See? Boy, 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 boy. As you can tell, I mean, I watched a lot of Stevie T, so. Yeah, that guy's horrible. It's actually weird because uh, the first time I saw him, someone was like, dude, this guy's just like him. You're just like him. Yeah, troll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't change what I am. Yeah, you can. You could be a goblin, not a troll. But why would I do it, though? Goblins are the shit. I would do it because you you asked me, and that would be so contrived. Yeah, it's all about the goblins. It's all about the goblins. 
um, this, uh, wow, shit. So I, I, I push A, it goes all acoustic, lame sounding. Should be good. I'll be back. <laughs> I actually love Creed. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I hate Creed, but I love Mark. Oh, yeah, no, Tremonti. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. No, you said you love Creed, you fag. I do like Creed. But I don't. Okay. This, this is where we differ. But well, Mark, Mark is a fantastic... Well, okay, well, when I say Mark, uh, when I say I like Creed, well, you can't exclude me from the whole... Can I like Mark. you take me higher? See, the, the fact that he knows how to play that is just horrible. That's all he says, dude. What if I I like that fucking bad. I don't give then a fuck. Then you don't even play good songs, like play Sacrifice or something. That's a good song. I'm just, I, I just like the trendy ones. That is a trendy song. That's, I think I just didn't like it. That was on the top ten. Oh, okay. I'm a well, okay. Was it on a horror movie? Okay. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm glad that you bring up Creed. Actually, this is something that I want to bring up in my script because uh, there is kind of a, a moment where uh, I do pay homage to the late '90s, early 2000s movies like Scream. I know what you did last summer, The Faculty, uh, Final Destination. What's one thing that all of them had in common? Uh, Rom-com. Well, okay, there's that, but uh, there was a Creed song. And all of them? Yes. I didn't notice if that was the case. Well, I mean, if you weren't paying attention, you probably turned it off when they started playing, and that's okay. Yeah, it's just like, hey, And they, you know, but there was a Creed, yeah. Trying to make out with this chick right now, but no, Creed's playing. It's obviously a turn-off. But turn in off. the late 90s, like, horror-like situations. Oh, yeah, like, I was five years reason, old trying to get in there. You know. My sacrifice. Okay. You fucking You know, you that's the wrongest songs to sing, I swear to God. What's it like What? I could get girls wet with that shit. Yourself. No, whatever. That's all, I, that's all I care about. But no, I wanted to write like a 10, 15 second song that sounds like Creed okay. for my horror movie. Did you do it? I, I, I kind of need a band. I physically would. Prefer. You don't. You don't. No, I don't. I don't need a band, but I physically, I want a band. Okay, this is like where the laziness comes. No, in. no, I you want. You want somebody else to do all the other things for you because you don't want to play the drums. You don't want to do the bass line, even though you can. You don't want to do it. I just, I think it would be cool for a music video shoot. Lazy. It, it would just have to be a twenty-second, like, oh, in the new band. Just, you know, like some fucking. Yeah, just do you with different wigs. I'm not fucking Wolfgang Van Halen here. I can't record every fucking. You can. You have a drum set. I'm not good. Get better, Jesus. You're an asswipe. You, you, you. I love how you make fun of me, but you have more equipment than I, regret I do. This. You know what? This is gonna be one of those podcasts where I just walk out and people are gonna see me. They're just gonna be like, "What happened?" They're like, "I thought cut. you had a wig." It's gonna cut off, and they're like, "I'm not friends anymore." What happened to your wig? Okay. 
You know what? You're boring me, actually. I'm actually, we're actually hit two hours. I think I'm done here. Do you have anything? Let's jam right away. Put it in E. Okay, okay. I don't think that's correct, but hey, whatever. We're here. This is Muse Me TV. We play stuff off the cuff. Are you gonna get in like uh? Okay, you know I'm gonna get in rock and roll mode. Oh, I talk too much. Okay, yeah. Podcast, everybody. What's, uh, what's like something like pretty simple, like uh, Ember Inferno? I don't play that. Do you know the intro to Entrance of the Conflagration? I don't. Jesus. Uh, just, what the fuck? Just okay. play. Uh, just play the mechanics. It's like the Four Horsemen. <laughs> You can't play it? Well, I mean, it's the same, but, like, there's different tempos that they... This video of Darren Malakian uh, from the system uh, describing like his first song was Iron Man that he learned how to play but he didn't know how to position a power chord so it sounded like this 
all you had to do is some guy was just like, dude, no, do that. And then think like those little things like, okay. So it's, I don't know, those little kind of things. I like those moments where it's like, who the fuck was the guy that made you fix your finger a little bit? Because yeah. if it wasn't for him, like, who knows how long it would have taken for you to figure out things like that. And uh, that's cool with uh, Darren because uh, he plays more like rhythmic kind of riffage style. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, so what cool. I love about him is that like, uh, I mean, Scars on Broadway I fucking love. Yeah, it's a good band. Uh, Guns Are Loaded is a great song. Chemicals. Huh? I like oh, that no, song. Chemicals is great. Yeah. And then the song Fucking, just straight up fucking. Yeah. They're fucking. They're fucking. And then uh, um, till the end that's a good song there's there's some really good songs and uh the thing is with darren is like that those would have been system of down songs but you know and he's like well fuck i'm not gonna wait on surge so just produce them. i'm like good good do 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 you man fucking hey that's Why how good I? they were though is that like people expect them to do it together yeah and they didn't need to i mean surge made some great albums you know, since uh I mean, I liked Elect the Dead when it came out. I was like, Wait, I'll make a half a class and execute and call me for me. Fucking two feet up, so put up a doggy hostels. Wait, I'll get a half a class and execute real democracy. Because he came out with his, uh, I mean, and, and he wrote the guitar. I mean, like, yeah, I know uh, Serge can play guitar, but that's all him, you know. Yeah. And he's just like getting other people to play it, and that's. I would actually like that kind of band. Like, if I can get like four people, but you got to have uh, money, you know what I mean? And it's like, whatever. Any drop E tuning songs? <laughs> Yeah. 
Dude, man, if you need a lead singer, I'm there. Check this out. Ride the tiger. You can see his stripes, but you know he's clear. It's a Ronnie James Dean song. Yeah, that's a James Dean song. Yeah, I know. Ronnie James Dean song. Yeah, James Dean. What? Right. Did you help write it or something with Kyle Gass? I thought you were like trying to play a fucking Eye of the Tiger at first. Oh. Uh, C. That's what that's what happens when you know key signatures. It's important. It's very important. Yeah, no key signatures. Remember lyrics. The distance that I'm something, 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 something. So stubborn. You know, you know, I know a key. That's like me telling you to make sure to downpick all your master puppets. So we don't talk about that. I because he can't. I was too busy. No, no. That's not the right way, dude. That's not the right way at all. That's how, like, a mentally handicapped DBT would do it. Oh, yeah, that's you. Ah. Uh, uh, Alright, well. doing that here no no master bugs bullshit here because you can't oh uh, no i just don't need to because like I'm, everybody knows how to alternate pick that's how i learned okay it's all right dude uh, you, that's way off but you'll okay. get you'll get that you'll, you'll develop that muscle eventually <laughs> well, do you want to have a guitar battle uh, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, I could do it. Let me. I'll just. I'll start this guitar battle off. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. Come on. Shit, 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 let me, but I messed up. You obviously, you obviously know who's superior in the room right now. Good, that's cool, right? Uh, that's pretty tasty. That's good. <laughs> I think it's like three chords. 
I'm just doing it. That's so fucking tasty, bro. Way tastier than your fucking shit. Here we go. This is this is how tasty you can get, dude. There you go. That's all you needed. guys are looking right now that's the face he makes when he has when he's having sex oh you would know fucking cuck that's why they're so fucking horny that's why they're trying to get horny that's why they're fucking dripping so they're like right now fire. when they see this they're like girls don't like guitar playing they're just like no well, well they don't like your guitar playing they don't like they don't like no yeah i don't know what girls you're impressing but I, i've been complimented you know, multiple times i, I mean i have <laughs> but let's face it that does they, they'll be like oh he's talented <laughs> i'm still not gonna show you my ponzi to you Sometimes I just want to see the bonesy. Sometimes you don't work hard enough to see the pussy. This yeah, is this is a lick that gets you to see Actually, the Actually, I play... This is how you I can play, play that in like five seconds, dude. Yeah. You know what? That... No, 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 no. This is one. Yeah, see how intricate that is, dude? Or showing that you're virgin shit. This is like him playing this. This is this is exactly what he's playing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, how, how do were I do you it watching? Again? You watch that video, you idiot. Wait, 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 wait. I'll get it. I'll get no, it. No, no, no. You don't got it. It's this. It's this. What? It looks like a headbang. You don't have it in the right spot. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Garbage man, I caught my father fucking uh, trash can. It's supposed to be like McSabbath. Have you ever heard of McSabbath? I've heard of uh, McBeatles. Beatallica, actually, is what it's called. Oh, McSabbath is like that band that dresses up like McDonald's characters. Oh no, that's like, Max Sabbath. Yeah, Max Sabbath. Oh, I think it's a Mick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking of when you were playing that. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, you should play it twice, like the intro. Oh, well, I thought we were, you know what? I thought you were just on my level. Yeah, so. you're not. We're not. We want to hear the song. Now I'm just going to solo. Well, say your prayers to the wall. Don't look at my son. Do we do everyone? I took you away. I know we fear. I think it's a bad thing. Have you ever uh, 
Al, uh, you know what? You like the Ben Stiller show? There's actually a funny sketch of the the Ben Stiller show where they're making fun of the song Inner Sandman. And oh, there's yeah. some funny... It's fucking hilarious, dude. There's like any dick... Obviously, Bob Odenkirk. That's uh, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, it's, a, it's a good fucking song. And Ben Stiller, it's fucking hilarious. It, you'd have to see it. And they're making fun of Inner Sandman. And it's funny because, like, uh, do you ever, like, listen to songs and they're, like, satirizing a song or whatever, like a theme? Like, let's say Star Wars. Uh, I'll play like, the theme. You know. See, this is where learning your keys would help you. So there's that riff, but if, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, I mean, there's a lot of shows where they're like, oh, let's satirize Star Wars, but with, due to international copyright, you can't do the exact riff. So instead of playing, they play things like, you know how it has the yeah. same tempo, but it's like, you change a couple notes and you're like, oh, you can get away with things like that yeah. and i love it a lot like and you could tell if you're, if you're a freaking musician you're like oh they change like that notes but they have the tempo and you're like okay you sneaky bastards that's good so that's what i was going for okay we'll put it in e because that wasn't really hard for me to do but yeah practicing is no yeah it is no no you still have the same riffage than i met you the first time no nothing actually. has gotten better Nothing's actually gotten better for uh, you, actually. But, um... Uh. This is coming from Jeremy, who literally, I think, has a waist size of, like, a 40, right? I won't tell. That sounds like a... That sounds about right. Anyways, uh, play us off. I'm going to play just a riff, and then you solo off, okay? Here we go, everybody. Thank you for watching Use Me TV. You guys are awesome. Make sure to tune in. Google this shit. Jeremy... Hopefully one day he fucking submits his thing to you know, and Netflix do, or something, but it's never gonna happen. Thank when you, I'm bye. successful, he's gonna be like, bye. oh, bye, 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 buy my merch right now, buy my merch right now, buy something. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Jeremy will be back in five years. All right, I think it's time we tell them. To end this off, I think we should tell them. I'm going to be real with you. This whole wig thing, it wasn't real. Not mine. I'm not taking mine off. I love my wig. 
Thank you guys for joining. You guys are awesome. Make sure to subscribe, Muse Me TV. We will literally try to get this fucker to submit something somewhere. So I'm wearing a fake wig right now. Okay, right. I'm just not taking this one you off. Awesome. I was wearing a regular. I was wearing a wig over a wig. Okay. How wiggle wig? How wig? A wiggle I played guitar before. A wiggle a wiggle wig. A wiggle Yeah, but I'm a great writer. Greatest. We done? Oh wait. Wait. Wait, hold on. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Horrible.